Welcome to Help the Goat Presents, a games and gaming podcast. Just a heads up, this podcast might very well include adult situations and language, so if you're a child, or if you just don't like hearing that kind of thing, please plug your ears now. But also keep listening. Life is a paradox. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Helpful Goat Gaming Presents Big Gay Orcs. I'm Adam Lover, the ambivalent media manager of Helpful Goat Gaming, <laughs> as well as Burbage Kemp on the D&D podcast Goats and Dragons. But tonight, I'm your extremely nervous game master because this is my first time GMing anything at all ever, and I'm terrified. But... I'm going to try my best. Our players are going to be awesome, and we're just going to have a damn good time. How does that sound, everybody? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. All right. Obviously, I'm not alone. Um, you just heard our cast of players, um, so we'll be joined by them as well as their characters, which I did pre-roll with each of them one-on-one earlier this week. Um, their roles, secrets, motivations, and relationships were determined entirely by the dice, so that's fun. Um, players, as I introduce you, please say hello to our listeners, and I also invite you to share with us your preferred pronouns. I will start by saying my preferred pronouns are he, him, his. Simple enough. Okay, first up, we have the benevolent dictator of Helpful Goat Gaming and the DM of our first Goats and Dragons campaign, The Fates of Rin, Andy, playing the fearless beast speaker, Zogoth. Hey, everyone. I prefer he, his. Thank you. Perfect, Andy. Um, you may recognize our next player as having guest starred as Nehet in The Fates of Rin and Captain Ramsey Everhard in our recent D&D one-shot The Gat Putin Incident. TJ, tonight playing the pious omen scryer Grok. Good evening, my sexy faces. And my preferred pronouns are he, him, his. Excellent. Thank you, TJ. Uh, next, we have a dear friend of mine who also joined us as Pippa Brintus in the Gatputin Incident one-shot, Elise, tonight playing the heartless wilderness ranger Moontooth. Hello, my pronouns are she, her, hers. She, her, hers. Excellent. Thank you, Elise. Uh, we are also joined by another dear friend of mine and avid gamer and fan of games, Parker, playing the destructive master weaponsmith, Salak. Hello, my pronouns are he, him, his. Perfect, thank you, Parker. And our last two players are also good friends of mine, as well as very special guests from another D&D podcast called Pork Fried Dice. Katie plays Will on Pork Fried Dice, but here we'll be playing the destructive axe thrower sergeant, Kilnosh. How's it going, Katie? I'm super nervous. <laughs> and uh, my pronouns are they, them, theirs. Excellent. Thank you, Katie. And Eric, who both DMs and plays Nick on Pork Fried Dice, will be joining us here as the heartless omen scryer, Duroth. Hello. That's me, Eric. Greetings. <laughs> my pronouns that I use are he, him, his. And Sluglord. And Sluglord, as a pro- uh, all right. <laughs> Listen to Pork Fried Dice. You'll yeah. get it. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Eric. 
Um, those are our players tonight. Uh, <clears throat> now, just a few announcements before we get started with tonight's game. First, Big Gay Orcs is a one-page role-playing game written by Grant Howitt. His RPGs are tons of fun, and you can check them out and support Grant at his Patreon page, patreon.com slash gshowitt. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash g-s-h-o-w-i-t-t. Uh, please note that Big Gay Orcs is not technically Dungeons & Dragons. It is its own self-contained game with its own mechanics. Uh, like I said, this is my first time GMing, so I really want to keep it simple. No huge playbooks, just a single page of rules that I'm going to try my best to follow with maybe some minor modifications. Uh, other than that, I expect this to be a very roleplay heavy game, and my hope is that we'll all just have fun with it and go with the flow. <clears throat> Also, as I mentioned, Helpful Goat Gaming hosts a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Goats & Dragons. If you enjoy games or role-playing or storytelling or even just having fun, please check us out. Um, you can find Goats & Dragons wherever you find podcasts. The same goes for Katie and Eric's podcast, Pork Fried Dice. By the way, I have been listening to their backlog, and it is very enjoyable. Check them out. We at Helpful Goat stream Goats and Dragons here on Twitch, essentially as a live recording session of our podcast. So if you're interested, please do tune in for that. Now, without further ado, let's begin tonight's game of Big Gay Orcs, or A Thousand Orchid Blossoms, A Love Story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so fancy. There's supposed to be music. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I must have disabled the music. Hold on. This is actually, this actually is perfect. Uh, wait. <laughs> la, 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 la. There it is. <laughs> no. Nope. Good choice, Adam. Oh, wait, that's not it. <laughs> big gay orcs, big gay orcs, big gay orcs. Oh my god! Big gay orcs, big gay orcs, big gay orcs. Big gay orcs, big gay orcs, big gay orcs. Oh my god, Big gay orcs, big 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 gay orcs, big 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 gay orcs, big 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 gay orcs, big 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 gay. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. I feel like I'm about to see an episode of Everwood. Some people will get that, others will not. Sing it. Sing it. Most won't. I, I'm not doing the Everwood theme song that right now. That's not what people are here for. <laughs> Everyone's always here for it, Adam. Yes, exactly. We all are definitely here for that. Do, 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 do. I'm just going to do that part. Okay. Yep. There's a nice throwback shout out to all you calm people. <laughs> <laughs> Zogoth wants to play. <laughs> Hold your horses, Zogoth. Hold your horses. 
Night is falling on the Orc Fortress slog, and in more ways than one. Outside these walls, the war against the Elves rages on, and the Orcs are losing ground. And within Slog, things aren't looking much better. Supplies are running low, the battlements are in decay, and as of three nights ago, the warlord Durzum is dead by an assassin's hand. You, the remaining orc warriors stationed here, have received orders from the great Khan herself. Slog is the last defense that stands between the armies of your enemy and your home city, Bozdra. Now you must sell your lives dearly. As part of the night watch here at the Fortress Slog, you have arisen after a day of restless sleep, fully aware that this may, and likely will, be your last night alive. As the sun sets, you see the fires of your enemy on the horizon and think of the life you've spent alongside the other orcs here. You wonder to yourself, can I tell them how I really feel here at the end of everything? Or is it best to leave such feelings buried even in the final hours before a warrior's death? You all are here at the fortress slog, getting ready for a long, cold night, contemplating your situation. Uh, I guess to the extent that orcs contemplate. <laughs> Didn't catch that. Uh... The fortress needs defending, as the enemy to the north keeps sending assassins and scouts your direction. Things are looking grim. You do all begin with 20 hope, but you will lose some of that hope whenever something goes wrong. And when you run out of hope, you either leave the fortress or you die. But, death aside, you are also contemplating your feelings toward the orcs around you. They might be feelings of friendship and a desire for emotional in intimacy. They might be feelings of outright loathing or, or fear that your deepest, most devastating secret will be discovered by them. Or they might be feelings of romantic or even sexual attraction. The nature of those feelings and what you do with them are up to you. That being said... Let's all bear in mind that Twitch has some guidelines about sexually suggestive content, so let's please be tasteful. Speaking of tasteful, TJ. You called my name. <laughs> Remind us again of your character's name, role, and reputation at the Fortress Slog, and then tell me, uh, what might you be in the middle of doing as night begins to fall? So my character's name is Grok. I am a pious omen scryer, and I am probably uh, sitting in front of a fire, my washboard abs well-oiled and ready for a night of contemplation and sort of uh, foreseeing this bleak future ahead of us. Mm. Where, do you, where do you think you might be? There is a place called the Hall of Omens, um, or the barracks. You might have just woken up there. Oh, Grok only oils his abs in the Hall of Omens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can uh, move yourself there, or I can. It's up to you. Yes. Where is it? La, la, la. There we are. 
Thank you. All right, Eric, um, could you remind me of your orc's name, role, reputation, and what might you be doing at the moment? So my orc's name is Duroth. He is a heartless omen scryer. And um, as uh, night falls, uh, Duroth was uh, standing um, at the top of the watchtower, sort of watching the sun go down and considering what uh, what the uh, the night might bring for he and his uh, his fellow. Amazing. I love it. Okay. Elise, please uh, remind us of your character and tell us what might you be up to. I am Moontooth, and Moontooth is a <clears throat> heartless wilderness ranger. Uh, Moontooth has just come back from scouting the woods and is setting up posts on the, on the walls to watch. All right. And the ever-vigilant Moontooth. I love it. Katie, your orc's name, role, reputation, and current activities? All right. I am playing Kilnash. I am the destructive axe thrower sergeant. Um, <clears throat> I think Kilnash is probably over by the well, um, hoping to catch a glimpse of the moon and starlight, maybe in the water, watching it break as he throws in little pebbles. Fucking up the well water, probably, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're all going to die anyway, so. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Okay. And Andy, same questions for you. Yeah, I'm a uh, Zogoth the. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm fearless, uh, beast speaker. And, uh,. Well, I'd probably be over here by the boar pens looking out for my beasts. Uh, it's going to be a long night of fighting, and, uh, well, I think we need some animals on our side. Awesome. Okay. And finally, Parker, what is your deal? I am uh, Zogoth, the fearless... Bullshit! I'm Zogoth. <laughs> <laughs> I am Salak, the destructive master weaponsmith. And uh, I am uh, currently near the ballista, uh, just, you know, making sure it's working okay and making some new modifications I've been thinking of. And also trying to stay as far away from Zogoth as possible. <laughs> I wonder why. Throw down. Um, for anybody he who knows what he did. <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, um, Salak, what is a ballista? So a uh, ballista is like a big giant crossbow. Ballista. <laughs> That's how I say it. I I, I only ever uh, saw it listed in Age of Empires when I used to play that back when I was a little orc. Can we all agree that our ballista's name is Ballista Flockhart? Perfect. Yes! <laughs> so I'm making some upgrades to Ballista Flockhart. Um, <laughs> all right. Excellent. I'm, I. Uh, currently uh, installing a, a Harrison Ford to the back. It's kind of like a... <laughs> it, it, it helps stabilize the... Moontooth uh, <laughs> uh, immediately runs over and says, no, she was perfect how she was! <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think so, and I, uh, you know, take it back. <laughs> All right. 
thank you all. If you hear the patter of children's footsteps in the background, I apologize. I will beat them later. I'm kidding. I'm not going to abuse children. I don't do that. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I've abused several of my children, and I personally found it incredibly traumatizing. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thanks, TJ. I can always count on you to make it way worse than I ever could. <laughs> Was that TJ or was that Grok? Oh, that was... Well, uh, does it have to be? Might as well just say it's Grok. Um, okay, so... Yeah, that was the arc. Thank you for the introductions. All right, well, I, I'm going to kick us off um, with a quick roll. And I think I will do these publicly um, for everybody to see. I'm going to roll a D3 to see what event will get us started. A one. Okay. So you're all hanging out in the fortress. Um, and as you prepare for the night ahead, you all hear a, a commotion coming from the southern wall of the fortress. Um, a small group has actually gathered and are looking up at a very old, very, very old orc um, who has... has climbed up on a parapet and seems to be making a speech of some sort. Um, so, Grok, you're, it seems like you're there. If anybody would like to get closer to hear his speech, you are welcome to. Um, and anyone who does, you, you see that this is one of the elders of the fortress, Tajug. He uh, seems to be kind of riled up, and as you approach, and even if you don't approach, you probably can, can kind of hear from a distance, um, you hear this that he's in the middle of this speech that he's giving, and he's saying, um, What has happened to Slog? I'll tell you what happened to Slog. Slog is no longer Slog. Slog is Slog. And... At this, everybody, like all the orcs they've gathered, they kind of look around. They give confused looks to each other. <laughs> and uh, one of them goes kind of loudly, uh, huh? And Taju pauses. <laughs> and then he gives kind of a wave of his hand and he says, uh, Slog, S-L-A-U-G-H, is now Slog, S-L-O-G. It's a slog, because this war is a slog. Get it? Oh. <laughs> and uh, the group sort of nods. Uh, maybe you do too. They get it now. They think so anyway. And uh, Tajuk continues. And why is slog a slog? Because Durzum was a dum dum. Dur <laughs> Durzum, Durzum. Just go with it. It works. <laughs> <laughs> and you argued with old man. <laughs> and, uh, I just assume that you're all gonna give me shit. And because in the th in the three days since Derzum's assassination, not one worthy successor has stood up to take his place as warlord. You're a pathetic lot, every single one of you. And he seems to have wrapped up now, and he's trying to walk across the parapet and down the steps. Uh, but he is going extremely slowly because of how very, very old he is. 
Um, like at this rate, it's going to take him a long time to go down these stairs. Um, and meanwhile, the orcs that have gathered are kind of grunting and murmuring and looking around to see if anyone will maybe step up to try to be warlord. Uh, but yeah, what would you Moontooth all is like going to, to do? Can I go ahead? Yeah, what's up? Moontooth is going to intercept him at the stairs and kind of like bump his shoulder really hard and hopefully knock him over. Like, up the wall? <laughs> you want you want to knock Tajug over? Yes. Um, okay, so things are going off the tracks immediately. <laughs> okay, so roll, give me a roll, a regular roll, to see um, maybe what happens. I rolled a one uh, on the black and red five. Okay, so, um, okay, so that's a mixed success. Um, you don't get everything you want, so you do try to uh, to knock Tajug over. Um, now, I believe the black one means that I something about my secret shows through. Yes, yes, and okay, I, I so, will. I, yeah, what oh, do you was, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, so he starts to stumble, and Moontooth notices that like it looks like he's actually going to teeter all the way down the stairs and like take a full on tumble down the stairs and kind of like tr- very as surreptitiously as possible steadies him at the last second. Okay. All right. Perfect. Um, that you just did my job for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, don't we, we get to narrate it, right? Yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah. Anything that, I mean, I, I will stop you from narrating if there's something that I gotcha. want to narrate instead. Um, all right. So, okay. So you, you just, uh, saved Tajug from toppling off the parapet. Um, is there anything else you'd like to do, Moontooth? Yeah, so uh, after kind of steadying him, like I, I kind of push him along to try and get him to go down the stairs, and I look down at the gatherers and uh, say, what's his name? Tajuk? Tajug. Tajug. Okay. Tajug stands here maligning all of us. With his fancy spelling, what is he, an elf? Go back to work. (laughs) 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 And I storm him off. Zogoth steps up uh, as you're kind of storming off uh, and says, Oh, but he's he's not wrong. Listen, we need some uh, leadership in this place. That is what I am saying. saying. Moon just kind of lunges like, you know, the little like fake out lunge? He does that Tajuk when he interrupts Zoga. Tajuk does not flinch. He just regards you with an icy, steady stare. And then he looks at Zogoth as if to to suggest that Zogoth should continue. No, I'm not saying I'm the best candidate for the job. Oh, I've been through I've been through ten wars, twelve battles, thirty-four skirmishes. Seven, <laughs> 75. Now he's doing math. <laughs> math spelling. Ugh. I'm just saying, maybe, uh, maybe it's not so bad. One of us uh, start ruling this place. If we don't have some leadership, uh, we're as good as dead. Tajug will, uh, he will give an eye to the orcs who kind of called out. Like I believe, was it Duroth who called out? True. 
when uh, that was Salak. Oh, Salak. Okay. And then uh, Kilnash was calling out Zogoth's numbers, and Tajug is is paying attention to all this. And then he he looks over to Zogoth, and he and he says, "Hmm, Zogoth the Fearless. Hmm, come up here and look me in the eyes, Zogoth." I mean, you could just come down here, and if you wanted. No, you. I really think you should come up here. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, you just seem a little unsteady all the way up there. Maybe it's safer, old man, if you just no, I, come down. I, I feel fine, and I'm going to use my orcish mage magic to just kind of make you come up here. Uh, fine, fine. You don't, you don't gotta, <laughs> you don't gotta do nothing. That's fine. Zogoth the Fearless declares his interest in being warlord of the orc fortress log. I shall look in his eyes to see if he is worthy. And uh, yeah, Tajug is gonna stare into your eyes, Zogoth. And right. I, I need you to do a, a roll to see how the stare down goes. Oh, neither die is above a four. That is unfortunate. But also, neither one is a one or a six. So I had so much fun <laughs> scripted stuff that I just don't get to use. <laughs> um, so Tajug has been staring in your eyes and then and then he says, uh, Well, listen, do we have to abide by some old man looking deep in my eyes? Yes, I mean, yes. We can all just agree. I am the so. eldest elder. Hmm, but okay, Zogoth, all right, I hear your protest. You do seem worthy, perhaps, but tell me, Zogoth the Fearless, if you become warlord, what will be the first thing you do for the Fortress Log? What is the one project that you think we should complete here at Slog? Well, that's simple. And Zogoth looks out over all the orcs and sees the champions standing tall, and he makes eye contact. What is, uh, what is some of the fearless animals of the animal kingdom? I mean, like a, like a wolf, right? But, but wolves, they, uh, they don't, they don't have things that birds have. Like like eagles, <laughs> so um, I think I think our I think my first thing would be to combine a wolf and an eagle into the most fearsome fighting creature orcs have ever known, and that's the weagle. <laughs> that's what I would do. Moontooth uh, has to come back at this, <laughs> um, so we're all up on the wall, right? Yeah, some of you are up on the wall, some of you are down on the ground. Uh, by all, I mean me, Zogoth, and the Elder? Yes. Okay, because Elder Magic moved Zogoth up there. <laughs> Started to, okay. and then I think Zogoth just came up the rest of the way on his own. Just came up on his own, okay. Um, Moontooth is going to try to kind of pull Zogoth aside a little bit, and, and kind of quietly to him, be like... We've talked about this, man. We've talked about this. The weagle will never fly. 
No, it's absolute. Listen, listen. All right. It's against the laws of nature. You and your you and your wilderness rangers have not provided me with enough eagles. All right. Me That's and my wilderness rangers have I'm, provided you with I'm everything like, we can. I'm like we're like halfway there. All right, with the eagle, <laughs> we just need more eagles. All right. So if you could there's, just, you know, no, you're talking about leadership on the last night we have alive, man. You can't focus on the Weagle. If you want to win this crowd over, you've got to focus on something bigger. Like the... Like a... No, no. Combine a bear with something? No, no, no. Something... Uh, Moontooth turns to Tajuk and, sa- and says, <clears throat> I think I can do better. And he kind of gives a sheepish look at Zogoth, like, sorry. Tajug will look back and forth between Zogoth and, and Moontooth. Um, and then he will look to Zogoth and he will say, uh, A weagle. That's dumb. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we, I'm not dumb. I'm the eldest elder of the Orc Fortress Slog, and I must say we can't have our warlord doing dumb, weird things like that. Pass. And he turns away from you. Um. um so uh, I will say that Grok has probably been uh, listening to all of this, and he'll sort of step forward, somewhat hesitantly, and say, "Uh, well, uh, w- we could try." Scrying for it, uh, sort of staring into the flames and seeing which would be the most portentous to lead us. Grok, I respect you as an up-and-coming omen scryer of Slog, and I think that that's not a terrible idea, but Moontooth has claimed an interest in being warlord. Moontooth, come here and allow me to stare into your eyes. And Moontooth, you do a roll for me. Uh, four, three. Oh, and the, f- well, f- um, what is a success is four or more. Mm, yes, yeah, so I get what I want at a cost or I don't get everything I want. All right, well, since I don't have any of this <laughs> scripted, <laughs> uh, Tajug says, yeah, all right, you'll do. <laughs> um, bullshit, that's bullshit. <laughs> Shut up, Zogoth. I just, I just look at Zogoth and shake my head and go, Weagles. But, but Moontooth, you are reputed to be, uh, heartless. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then the cost at which you become warlord is that you must, at the risk of your reputation, Go around. All of the orcs here are just like the other five main ones. (laughs) (laughs) And and the the champions, the orc champions, yes. Thank you, Zogoth. And say one nice thing about all of them. (laughs) And if you can do that, then you can be warlord. Uh, I look at the crowd and try and kind of gauge what they think of Tajug's uh, demand here. Drop Drop 
not Zoga. <laughs> Three cheers for not Zogoths? <laughs> yes, hip hip hip. Zogoth's gonna walk away. <laughs> yeah, how does Zoroth shouts down from the, the, the watchtower? You can do it, Moontooth! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh I mean, that's kind of a really weird are you sure you're not an elf in disguise? I mean, we're orcs, man, like But okay. I guess this uh, is because okay. you are heartless. You must you must demonstrate flexibility around your reputation in the interest of leadership. I, I look at Zogoth and as he's like walking away and I'm like, would Zogoth have had to show fear? I'm kind of confused. Look, I can show you my notes <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so who's next to me? This is Grok. Yes. Um, okay. Hang on, hang on, gotta go. Uh, hey, Grok, uh, sometimes yeah. you talk about all the cool ideas you got for omen scrying, and I don't know, it's kind of cool usually. And I, I look at Chajuk and, like, kind of, like, look for confirmation that that was good enough. He'll give you a, a nod, a stern nod. Okay. Um, Croc will sort of uh, look at Moontooth and say, uh, I think you have nice eyes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Moontooth is very kind of taken aback and just... Um, he finds Killnash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Killnash, I guess. I really wish that you hadn't Ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Tajug, if you if you look at Tajug, will give you a like a like a bracing nod, like you can do it. Okay. Tell him how you feel. Um. <clears throat> okay. I really wish you hadn't destroyed my essential oils. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, this is so funny. <laughs> Uh, uh, but I guess now you smell nice. <laughs> you, you do yes. smell very nice, Kilnet. <laughs> you guess. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you you smell nice. Uh, until it until like the supply of oils kind of wears off your skin, you probably will for. A while. <laughs> <laughs> and walks away. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's as much as Moontooth could stomach on that one. Uh, find Salak. Um, yes. Uh, <clears throat> thanks for the axe you made me that one time. It still uh, works. Great. <laughs> uh, finds Duroth. Um, <clears throat> And when you walk up to Duroth, he immediately reaches out and grasps your forearm in like that that like overextended like handshake. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thing. Um you you get one back. Like it's immediate. Just the the full on overextended handshake. Um and he's you've let our people well through your omens scrying and thank you. You'll be a fine warlord, Moontooth. And that just he just holds on for a little too long. 
<laughs> Moontooth kind of like starts to pull his hand away. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, and when he's free, he'll find. Um, let's see, I can't see the thing over my notes. Uh, and <clears throat> um, I hope it's okay that I stepped up when uh, Tajug wasn't going for your bid there. I wish I could teach my boars to give people the middle finger. Moontooth kind of looks at his feet and shuffles and he's like, your boars, they're really beautiful. They're fine specimens of nature. And walks away, kind of sad. Wow. That was really good. It's true. It's true they are. God damn it. Moontooth is right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right um yeah so moontooth if you come back up uh tajug will will say um well done moontooth well done here at the end of everything you have demonstrated true courage the courage it takes to be warlord keeper and uh an orc known as the keeper will will come up carrying a <clears throat> the the talisman the warlord talisman and uh, hands it to Tajug and Tajug will will offer to put it around your neck if you will if you'll take the the position Moontooth uh yeah Moontooth kind of bows his head down low enough for Tajug to hang the talisman great Tajug puts it on you and says um as eldest elder of the orc fortress slog I hereby declare Moontooth to be the warlord of Slog. Everybody grunt orcishly in approval. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Moontooth looks at the talisman and goes, oops. (laughs) Uh, I don't get it. Wait, what? Like, oops, I didn't mean for that to happen. Oh. Oh, well, well it did. And so now you're sure Warlord. <laughs> I could have been Warlord. Yay! So, yeah, so now the crowd is uh, dispersing. Um, the Keeper, you see the Keeper, Gonk the Keeper, kind of offer to help Tajuk down the stairs, but Tajuk waves him off. And so uh, Gonk goes away, and you never see him again, basically. And I don't want you to interact with him he's he, he, he's dead so he's gone <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah so um anything else Adam, that you'd I'd like, like to, to, do? to real quick suggest that my hope went down probably with uh moontooth becoming warlord leader yeah i'm willing to say that 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 actually counts as a d3 you're hurt a little <laughs> um so if you roll a d3 So you lose one hope. All right. All right. What's everybody else up to as the crowd disperses? Um, again, the, the evening is, is starting. The the um, it is it was nine o'clock when we started and um, an hour almost has passed. So um, you do feel like maybe you should maybe defend the fortress. Um, but if you want and have anything else you want to do quick before the hour passes the rest of the way let me know 
What do I, you... uh, sorry. No, I finished please. up the ballista and moved over to the catapult to begin, uh, some other modifications that I, uh, that I had for it. Great. Okay, cool. Uh, Grok probably would have gone to Zogoth, um, and, uh, he probably would have said, uh, I think you would have made a great warlord. Right. He's, he's sort of, uh, is Zogoth kind of sad looking? A little bit, yeah. He's, right now he's shoving an eagle in a room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is my last eagle, and he's just shoving in a room with a wolf. (laughs) Grok will put a slightly oily, very platonic hand on his <laughs> friend's on his friend's broad, muscled shoulders and just sort of stay with him and try and cheer him up. Yeah, well. Mm. Nothing. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Anyone else? Uh, I just wanted to ask what <clears throat> you mean when you say it's like we could defend the fortress. Is this like a, a every hour mark we have like defense <laughs> things to do? Um, I haven't really decided. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Basically, basically, if you do if you do anything at all vaguely like professional, <laughs> I guess I will count it as like you helped defend the fortress that hour. So Salak, for example, yep. he was working on the on the ballista and the catapult, so he's helped. Um, Zogoth is uh, rallying up his uh, boars. Yeah, Zog- they get in the walls. Their boars will eat them. That's fine. Yeah, Zogoth is helping with the boars and with the Weagle project. I'll count that as helping to defend the fortress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If we can get that done tonight, that'd be great. Yeah. And Grok is giving him moral support, so I'll count Grok yeah. as helping to defend the, 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 the morale of the fortress. Uh, Moontooth wants to check in with Duroth about the omens as like a like specifically asking to like read omens so that he Moontooth knows what to do next in terms of directing people for preparing for the attack. It looks like Duroth was actually kind of like looking to, you know, like talk with you again. So it's it's not hard to find him. He's kind of lurking nearby. So uh, he's he's right there. Uh, Duroth, can you uh, do the thing? Read the omen? I need to know what to expect tonight. Yes. Let us go to the Hall of Omens. Come. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chime in here, actually. <clears throat> um, I mean, is there a specific omen that Moontooth wants Duroth to read? I guess, like, the omens in the hall, huh? Yeah, just kind of anything, any read he can get on, yeah. like, how the night might go well, or where the elves are or anything of the Totally. Sort of yeah, yeah. So it's it's actually interesting. So as you are heading for the Hall of Omens, um, you do hear a, um, a sound, a noise coming from the barracks. Um, it sounds like a big um, fight has, has started there. Um, but it doesn't actually sound, for some reason, like, it doesn't sound like a normal, like, brawl between orcs. There's something odd about it. And, um, if you were already kind of, like, thinking about omens, you might actually feel like the, like this sounds like a weird kind of omen that you might want to investigate. For what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I would probably 
follow Duroth's lead there if you want to. Yeah, Duroth would, would stop in his tracks and his eyes would just kind of roll back in his head. And uh, uh, and he would say, An omen. An omen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, do you head to the barracks to see what's going on? Yes, I'm interested in this omen. Yeah, Duroth just beelines right there. All right, so um, you you do go, you go to the barracks, and yeah, there are two squads brawling. Um, does anybody else um, head to the barracks by any chance? Is it just Duroth and Moontooth? I'm really Wait. close. Could I? Yeah, Kilna, she could be there for sure. Um, yeah, it's in, and the other three are occupied. So yeah, there are two squads brawling. Um, and this is the Morning Gate Squad and the Morning Ranger Squad. Um, and it's definitely normal for orcs to get into these kinds of fights here at the Fortress Log. But um, what's strange is that these two squads are actually brawling in their sleep. Hmm. Like, they're all sleeping. Um, you could say they're sleep brawling. <laughs> and you, you've heard that this happens sometimes. <laughs> you know, sometimes an orc will brawl in their sleep. Um, but it's definitely very odd for six orcs to all be sleep brawling at the same time. <laughs> um, but you also, you do notice that they're not so much brawling as they are almost like just hitting each other with their pillows. Um, <laughs> like playfully. <laughs> in... In their pajamas. I mean, they wouldn't call them pajamas, and neither would you, but that is essentially what they are. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what would you like to do? I just look at Duroth completely perplexed. Uh, Duroth would want to just not... He doesn't want to stop them at all. He wants to just look and listen to see if there's anything... Like, something obviously triggered his super omen-scrying sense. Yeah. It's definitely tingling. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so yeah, you've definitely heard that it's not safe to wake up an orc while he's sleep-brawling. Oh. Um, so definitely, like, waking up six of them mid-sleep-brawl might be even worse. Um, so, yeah, you're you're trying to kind of listen. They're not, I mean, they're, they're kind of grunting. They're, like, sleep-grunting as they brawl. Um, but, yeah, would you like to go ahead and try to, like scry this as a potential omen? I, I, yeah, I think that there's, you know, something that he's picking up here. Yeah, yeah. because, because some of the other orcs in the barracks are really, they're kind of unsettled by what's going on, um, because it is very strange. They're not sure if this is, like, a magical effect, like, maybe an attack by the elves, or if it's some kind of sign, who knows. So, um, yeah, if you want to check that out, why don't you give me a roll with power, since uh, the action has to do with your role as Omen Scryer. Sure. And as he, as he scries, he's going to announce to anybody that's watching to say, this is an omen, an omen, an omen. <laughs> okay, so, so two dice have shown four more, and the secret die has rolled a six. Okay, so, in your, so describe your, 
your omen scrying uh, position, or is there anything in particular that you do when you when you scry an omen? So in in this situation, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to move uh, in the midst of them, kind of right in the middle of it. Um, seeing as the the main weapon of choice is a pillow, I don't fear for my life too much. Um, you do um, get hit by a pillow, and it does hurt a little. So go ahead and roll a d3 to see how much hope you lose. Oh, man. <laughs> pillow fight. So to, do, to, to roll a d3... Um, do, oh, you got it. Um, yeah, so you lose one hope. I'll go ahead and put it in and then go ahead and continue describing what you do. All right. So, um, what Duroth does to, to scry omens, um, his right thumbnail is about three inches long and sharp, like razor sharp. And what he does is he puts the tip of his thumbnail into the flesh of his left forearm and slashes a deep gash into his skin. And um, he begins just, the, the, the blood wells up and he just sprays it over the combatants of this, uh, um, this brawl, the sleep brawl. Um, and then he reads the pattern that, that results, See, whether it's on the pillows themselves or on their faces or on the floor. All right. So, okay, interesting. So the Morning Gate squad, Zunug, Ugat, and Bulgrash, and the Morning Wilderness Ranger squad, Orgoth, Torgan, and Gwarg, um, are all at, covered to some degree in your blood. And I just wanted to say that to show that I had their names. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so fancy. So you're reading. You're in a kind of trance as you uh, begin to read the the blood spatter on on these bra- these sleep brawling works, and you see that you see with perfect clarity, Duroth, that this bizarre sleep brawling pillow fight in front of you is almost certainly an indicator that there's a lot of repressed masculine sexual energy in the fortress log. (laughs) And for one reason or another, it does seem to be bubbling up to the surface tonight. Um, However, since you rolled a six with your secret die, um, when you come back out of your scrying trance, you see that you've actually um, painted something like during your trance, you went up to Orgoth and actually kind of like painted this really like um, decent looking picture on his cheek. And it's a it's a surprisingly accurate self-portrait despite its size, like it's only orc cheek sized. Um, but it's an accurate self-portrait um, of your well, of yourself with a single tear running down your face um, in this portrait. And everybody kind of got a chance to see this while you're in the trance. So, um, yeah, your mm-hmm. secret has actually shown and anyone currently in the barracks can take a mark mm-hmm. on you. So Kilnosh and Moontooth um, can go into your character sheet and, and say that you have a mark on Duroth. Got it. And I can do that for you, Kilnash, if you want. As a reminder, everyone would have one on Zogoth, too, since he failed his... Um, looking into the eye. Maybe. 
I don't no, think you didn't roll a one or a six. Yeah, you didn't roll a one or a six on on either of your dice, though, did you? Oh, I thought it was lose. No, if no dice show four or more, you don't get what you want, and you something goes wrong. Uh, but only on ones and sixes do people get marks, which means you would actually have marks on Moontooth because something wouldn't. Because I rolled Sweet. the one. Oh one. yeah, that's a good point. So everyone who was watching the the selection of the new warlord, which might've been everybody. Yeah. Has a mark on good me. catch. Thank you. Every, so I'll go through and make sure everybody has a mark on Moontooth as well. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, Duroth, you come out of your trance and you see this self portrait of yourself with a tear going down your face, um, on the one works face or cheek. What would you like All to right. do? Um, he sees that and he, uh, sort of starts a little bit and, uh, says, Oh, uh, the, that's, Part part of the, the the omen that that's that's not a tear that's my blood. <laughs> blood will be spilled. It may be mine in battle. And he wipes it off of. And he wipes it off the orc's face. Okay. Moontooth, Kilnash, any uh, responses that we've just seen? Oh, I am very upset that he wiped it off. I I, I was like I wanted to capture it, but yes, I I'm definitely. Uh, he he like reaches out like in frustration that he wiped it away, but oh. it's quiet. Nice. I kind of look around, still pretty perplexed. I'm like, so what does that mean about the battle that's coming? <laughs> yeah, Duroth, you didn't get anything about the battle from this omen. Just about the the repressed masculine sexual energy. <laughs> yeah, so Duroth to, to Moontooth says, Moontooth, the omens have spoken. You will be a fine warlord, and you will lead us well in this battle. Oh. Moontooth is, kind of straightens up a little and nods once and just walks out of the barracks. Uh, I think Moontooth would also return to uh, his post at the gate and keep watch as an attempt to defend the fortress. Great. Okay. Any last uh, interaction you want to fit in before the the rest of the hour passes? Kilnosh and Duroth and Salak, if there's anything that you want to be doing out there by the catapult. Um, I think I would like to go to wherever I might have some privacy. I don't know um, the thing that we discussed, Adam, earlier. Like, my secret, basically. Yeah. Where would I go to do that? Yeah, so you actually... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's masturbation, right? Right. So you... all know that secret. You actually... There's like a supply... Like a supply tent in the barracks. Like, do you see me pinging this one up here in the corner by the ballista? Yes. You actually have like a little uh, corner in there that's kind of like cordoned off from the rest of the the tent there by like uh, (laughs) fabrics and shit, I guess. Orcish fabrics. Um, And so if you want to go there, you can. Um, It's up to you whether you want to... We can have the other players like deafen themselves for a moment if you don't want the other players to know, or you can just count on the players to like be able to distinguish between, okay, I know Kilnash's secret, but my character doesn't. It's up to you. I think, I, I mean, I don't know how much time we would have left. It was just, yeah, like in the hour, but I would probably just head there and 
with with that image in mind is basically okay. <laughs> yeah, it's masturbation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> amazing. All right. So yeah, you're over there doing that. Perfect. Um, okay. Well, so yeah, <laughs> the yeah, Salak. Do you want to do anything else? No, I, I mean, I was just working on the catapult, but right. I don't need to do anything else before yeah. the hour's up. Awesome. Okay, so the uh, the hour passes. I'm going to now roll a d4 to see what happens next. So that's a one, and I'll add the number of orcs who didn't defend the fortress in hour zero. So that's two. Um, so three. Okay. All right, so um, Duroth and Salak, you're pretty close here. Um, you will... Uh, well, Duroth, where are you right now, you think? After you l- left the barracks, um, would you have been um, heading somewhere in particular? Yeah, I mean, after that sort of uh, reveal, sort of shaken uh, with that... Um, he might have just been trying to just kind of walk it off, maybe go away from Moontooth and Kilnash, who saw it, so they're kind of in the northwest, so he'd be just heading just away right now, nowhere in particular. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, you, you head away. Um, let's say that, uh, Salak, you, you're working on the catapult there as the, as the hour, um, of ten o'clock strikes. Um, this is not actually supposed to, it's not going to line up with real time uh, the whole time um, <laughs> perfect so yeah so Salak you actually hear a a voice from the southern wall of the fortress um, the voice says you there hey you um, Who, me yes you and if you look over, you do see that it, you can see from where you are. You see that it is Tajug, and he is still making his way down the stairs. Um, it, God, I wish that I had like completely succeeded and just killed this guy. From the it it seems like um, yeah, it does seem like he's had to stop several times uh, to take some some long breathers and nobody has, has helped him at all. Um, and you go over to him maybe. Yeah. And, um, and he says, can I have your support, please? Of course, of course. Yes. Uh, just lay your hands on my shoulders and I can give you an orc back ride. He, (laughs) (laughs) all right. He, 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 he waves his hands at you. He pushes you away. And he says, no, no, not with the stairs. I'm not an invalid. I mean, can I oh, have yeah. your support in my bid for warlord? Your, your bid? Yes, yes. I have had time to think about it while descending these stairs over the last, <laughs> over the last hour. And I... And I think my life has built to this. Moontooth is weak. I, I am strong. I, Tojug of the Magdud clan, at the ripe old age of 50, am now finally ready to fulfill my 
my um and at this point his body sort of slumps over slowly and and does lean against you it appears it appears that he has fallen asleep <laughs> um what would you like to do so uh i would like to you know just i, I go to gently wake him uh but uh, because of my destructive nature, I maybe jostle him a little bit harder than I intend. Um, yeah. And, you know, I don't know. We are on the stairs, so I'm not sure what, what might happen. But yeah. I do try to wake him up, but I'm a little bit a little bit, uh, a little bit heavy-handed. Sure. He's, and it's actually, it might have been hard to wake him up if you hadn't kind of jostled him a, a bit extra hard. Um, and so he's like, he's like, hum, 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 what? what are you doing? Uh, you know, you, you know what? Never mind. I don't need your help. And I can move per- perfectly fine on my own. Uh, you just wait. Once I get down these stairs, I'll head straight over there and kill Moontooth myself. And then the reign of Tajug the Warlord over the fortress log shall begin. Now get, get. Oh, oh okay. Uh, uh sound. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like slowly just make my way over towards Moontooth then. Just maybe, just maybe just yes. yell up that uh, within a couple hours you, you might get attacked. What? 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 Attacked? You mean that? Uh, uh no. Uh, uh, uh to the the old guy. Uh, he's apparently he's gonna try to become warlord, and so he's gonna kill you and. And then maybe usurp the role or whatever. So, but uh, you know, whatever, whatever you want to take with that, I, I don't care. I just thought you should know. Uh, Moontooth like nods as he walks. I already start walking away. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's watching you leave and like nodding with like an impressed look on his face. And then he goes, "I knew Tarjuk would betray me." <laughs> <laughs> um. What else is everybody else doing right now? Is this the start of hour two? Um, it is. I am technically treating it as the start as hour one. Like we had hour zero. Now this is hour one. Um, so cool. yeah. What's everybody up to? Um, well, Zogoth, uh, been talking to Grok here and. Grok, uh, we used to, I mean, we used to look for these eagles and wolves everywhere together, and, well, now we don't. Uh, you, you killed oh, all of them. <laughs> there, there's no more. Oh, oh is that why? I, I thought you didn't like me anymore. Like, we were not hanging out looking for wolves. Uh, there, there have been a lot of omens. Uh, I, uh, my nails aren't long enough for me to see as many as... <laughs> As my master, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doroth, I mean, he's kind of a dick. Uh, I mean, you ever, you ever look for omens on your own? You know, kind of do you do your own thing. Doroth is a great omen master. I I know that you don't like him, but he has taught me all I know. And I'm gonna jab a like pathetically like short um, nail into my arm and just like <laughs> give myself a little welt. And then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. You don't have to cut your arm. I mean, this, you think that's I what they're on. Part, I guess, blood is blood, right? I'm gonna try scratching my leg. 
I mean, whatever, Grok. It's it's up to you, man. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, no I, I still like you. I just don't know about this Weagle project. Uh, I haven't seen any Weagles in the flames of yet. Well, that's, no, that's what I'm saying. We gotta make a Weagle, and then then you can omen it and tell everyone else <laughs> that it's not not as not such a. Uh, uh, a horrid thing against nature. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the thing like, about I, I think the omens is very beautiful. The thing about omens is uh, you, you should read them before something happens. <laughs> that, that's, that's the trick. <laughs> oh well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm not an omen nerd. I'm just a <laughs> simple beast speaker. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you got some of the boars to like raise their hoof. Like, what's that about? Like, I'm trying to teach them to flip them people off, but they it's don't, not working yet. They don't have fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see how that would be difficult. Yeah, I gotta breed fingers into them first, and that takes years. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, when you do it, I'll call you the uh, the great finger breeder. Uh, but yeah, sounds good. What's everybody else up to? You? Um, Moontooth would. I think, okay, there's two things Moontooth wants to accomplish, and they're kind of separate, so you can tell me how much time they would take. Okay, yeah. First, Moontooth would want to uh, be organizing troops, like, taking his new role as warlord kind of seriously. He'd want to, like, ha- make sure, like, that the scouting party is, like, out as they're supposed to be, like, check in with any, like, captains or guards who are kind of in charge of their troops and kind of try and, like, rally morale. Okay, what's the other thing you want to the other thing is um, find Grok. So we can do that if we want to start there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, would this be after or during Grok and you, Zogoth? You come up while Grok and Zogoth are talking about breeding fingers into boars? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So uh, Moontooth, at, like right around that point, <clears throat> uh, Zogoth. Shaking his head, like looking at the ground, like I'm telling you, man, uh, can't you just? And Zogoth, or sorry, Moontooth produces from his pocket um, a little packet of like grubs that he scrounged up while scouting last time he was out in the wilderness. I know it isn't much, but maybe instead of fingers, just focus on the beasts as they are instead of the beasts as you want them to be and just kind of hand over this little packet of grubs. He takes it and he looks at it and he says, the beasts we are. (laughs) 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 Puts it in his sack. Kind of shakes his head. Hey, Moontooth, you want to see what I taught my boars to do? Hey, boars, moon tooth. And then they all go. <laughs> um, moon tooth, like, is a little obtuse and kind of, like, nods and is, like, very, very impressive. They are, they know my, my reputation. They know to be on guard. They know uh, my reputation. They know to be on guard. <laughs> That's you. That's what you said. <laughs> uh, at least I don't do math or spell. Shut up. Uh, uh, Grok's gonna like intercede and be like, uh, friends, friends, uh, 
let's not open hostilities this early in the night. Uh, we need to save it for the elves. And I'll sort of like nod uh, a little sheepishly to both of you. Yeah, uh, yeah, thanks, Grok. Uh, actually, I came here to talk to you anyway. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Duroth tried to read Nomen for me. <laughs> I wish didn't... I was half the Omen Squire he was. Yeah, <clears throat> about that. Um, we didn't get much except that, well, the troops are <clears throat> rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think <laughs> do you think maybe you could try something different find uh, out when the elves will attack yeah let, let's go to the hall of omens and uh, yeah uh, Grock will sort of traipse over to the hall of omens and sort of beckon you with him um, while, um, while, while you guys are headed for the hall of omens um, I'll return to you but what is going on with Kilnash and Salak so I went over uh, towards the the well after finishing the catapult, and I, I, uh, kinda, you know, in the air I could smell a waft of essential oils, and uh, <laughs> so I knew Kilnash was nearby. So I, I, I kind of, you know, just you know, floated over almost like following a pie or something on the windows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just. Oh, uh, uh, Kilnash, uh, I just wanted to uh, ask you how the axe was that I uh, that I made for you. Uh, see if it was good or if it went, was working okay. It works okay. Good. I, I, I was I was hoping I you know I tried some new things on that one, and I was hoping it throws better. It should have had some pretty good balance. Or right, it's functional. I'm going to turn back to what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what? Okay, does, then. Uh, does Salak uh, see what you're doing, Kilnash? Is there any way that he could? I mean, I, I guess. If, I mean, if Salak <laughs> would go out of his way to try to see it. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, if your back was to me, I, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, insert myself in front of you, but I would just, you know, be talking to your back. I guess you're hunched back. Yeah, my hunched back. Well, uh, I'll let you get back to it, whatever it is you're doing. I'm sure it's very important. So uh, enjoy the axe. That's all. Thanks. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> all right that was that was perfect and it was just enough time for moontooth and grok to get to the hall of omens um so is uh is tarjug around is he has he made it stairs or um, i'm just you, worried about like <laughs> no confrontation as you enter the hall of omens you saw that he was he was still on the stairs he's taking his time okay. all right he's taking his time cool um so yeah so grok um you want to help Moontooth by scrying any kind of omen? Um, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, so, uh, what Grok would do is first he'd hand Moontooth a, basically a thick pair of tube socks and say, here, put these on. It keeps the, <laughs> the impurities away. So, uh, and <laughs> it, takes, sometimes, it takes Moontooth like a long time to get these tube socks on, like way too long. Like, like there are they are uncomfortably tight. They're like two sizes too small. And Grock will sort of say, "Yeah, sometimes I have to wear two or three to keep the impurities away." But uh, uh, I tore uh, I tore this I tore this one. Oh, oh! I, he's gonna like open a chest. He's just got like a full <laughs> chest of tube socks. <laughs> 
Which <laughs> 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 is like is rummaging for like the biggest one he can find. It's like, uh, thanks. All right, so so we want to know how the battle's gonna go. All right, uh, my nails aren't long enough, so I have to do this uh, a little differently. So he's gonna go up to the table. There's probably a table and like a brazier in front of him. Brazier's got these roaring flames, and uh, he's going to stand up very straight in front of the table and then just throw himself forward and break his nose against the table. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and he then just immediately like rushes. Oh, you've seen him do this before. This is how he does it. Um, and then he's going to sort of stand over the brazier, almost falling into the flames, mind you, and sort of scry out what he can about this as his blood dribbles into the fire. Yeah, so so Grok, give me a roll with power to see uh, how you do here with this omen scrying. Nice. All right, two dice, um, four more. Um, so, yeah. Um, you. So you're looking into the flames, basically? Yeah, I'm sort of staring into the flames. Like, half catatonic, because, I mean, let's be fair, I just gave myself a concussion. Um, but yeah, it's sort <laughs> of just, like, waiting for the visions to come to me. Yeah, so you're looking into the flames, and um, <clears throat> you actually see... Um, six orcs sleep brawling, um, having a pillow fight. Um, so you might have you might have heard that this was going on in the barracks, um, but now you're seeing it really clearly in the flames. Um, and then you see six elves also enter, and they also start sleep brawling. Amidst themselves. Um, and then the two groups actually kind of start to like intermix and everybody's sleep brawling. Um, and you definitely get the sense that there is a lot of repressed masculine sexual energy just kind of everywhere. <laughs> and for one reason or another, it does seem to be bubbling up to the surface tonight. Um, and you come out of the your scrying trance, and you are um, really concerned about that that repressed masculine sexual energy. Um, and also, you're you know, it is interesting that you saw um, the elves kind of enter that scene. Also, um, did but, did I see it happening in our barracks? Um, it's hard to say, but if you had to guess, you would say like, yeah, you could see some kind of blurry. Um, uh, features that kind of did remind you of the barracks, yeah. That uh, so like if you had to guess, if Moontooth was gonna like put a like a knife to your throat or something and make you guess, you would you would guess that maybe yeah you you foresee the elves um coming like get, getting into the fortress and sleep brawling maybe. Uh, so after all of these visions, uh, Grok will say. Moontooth, I, I saw saw the elves in in with the orcs, and they're sleeping and brawling, and I think we should go to the barracks. And he's going to turn and start to walk toward the barracks, think about it, go to his chest of tube socks, put on two pairs, and then he's like, come on, we gotta go to the barracks. <laughs> uh, just to be safe, Moontooth grabs like five like tube socks and starts like putting them on his hands and follows. 
<laughs> Good thinking. All right. So yeah, um, Croc will will sort of hurry off to the uh, the barracks uh, with Moontooth in tow. Okay, so you're heading for the barracks. Um, Duroth, what have you been up to since uh, you had your moments in the barracks? So um, Duroth was intending to find a, a quiet place to maybe uh, scry a, a personal omen uh, for himself. Uh, but then he um, he saw Grok. He, he caught sight of Grok coming out of the, the boar pens with Moontooth. Um, and uh, after they uh, sort of went off in the direction of the Hall of Omens, he, uh, he wants to uh, go up and confront uh, Zogoth. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. That sounds awesome. So uh, he um, he gets right up in in your face, Zogoth, and he uh, he puts a, a big, thick, muscular finger right on your 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 beefy peck, and he pushes in, and he says, "What were you saying to my mentor, Menti, Menti?" <laughs> <laughs> That's how, that's how you come in here? You come into my boar pens like that with that kind of energy, right? Yes, that is how I come I just, into your boar pens. <laughs> I can just feed you through them if I wanted to. Why don't you try again? Why don't you try again? Poke me in the in the nipple again and do that. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, He pulls his finger off of you. And then he just very slowly, deliberately just starts towards your nipple. <laughs> and if you don't move, he just places it right on it. Just slowly applies more and more pressure. All while just staring just you right staring down. Staring you down. Listen, I could tell I could talk to my friend Grok. Whatever I could we could say whatever we want to each other, right? You can't uh you can't fill his mind with stupid little omens anymore. All right. Stupid little omens. These omens are what direct us. These omens are what guide us. These omens are what lead us to victory. You sound so stupid right now. <laughs> You're trying to ask like Santa Claus for a favor. <laughs> You're, you're the worst. Santa Claus was actually um, a, a past warlord of the Fort Ortress, of the Ork Fortress log. Yeah, Claus. C-L-A-W-S. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had lots of claws. Listen, stay away from Grok. He does not need you filling his head with your strange ideas, your intermixing of breeds, whether that be animal or otherwise. Look, we can intermingle our breeding parts. <clears throat> Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> Distracted by the finger on the nipple. Yeah. <laughs> the finger's still on the nipple? Oh, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you either remove it or go to the other one? <laughs> he drags it across your chest to the other one, keeping pressure on, and then drills into it. All right, now. <laughs> look, I, I'm going to do whatever I want with Grok, all right? 
we we were friends way before you entered the picture, and you just poisoned him, all right? So you all just need to stay out of it. What and this will turn, turn back to his boars. Why don't you just do what you're doing? Just stick with your boars and leave the the real the real meat of this 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 fight we're amongst to to the rest of us to to your betters. <laughs> yeah, I'll deal with the meat however I want. <laughs> awesome. Um can I be making my way over to try to find Duroth? I don't know how yep. long that would take. Yeah, you, I would love to. Yeah, yeah, you would have been heading over. You you come over to find Duroth. Um, he had his nipple on Zogoth's or his, his finger on. Wait, what? <laughs> By, by this by this time it has escalated and Duroth's nipple like he's gotten Zogoth to turn back around and Duroth's nipple is on Zogoth's nipple and they're just staring <laughs> each other down and they're kind of like like moving it like side to side and like so that Duroth's left nipple is on Zogoth's right nipple and then like yeah does that is that is that canon Duroth and Zogoth oh, yeah oh so <laughs> I, mean, I thought that. Was, well, I didn't think I had to describe that. Yes, of course yeah, it is. Obviously, right. of course. So that's what you come up. They're not even talking at this point, Kilnach. They're just doing that. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, hello, everyone. Zoroth, um, <laughs> Zogoth. Am I interrupting something? Yes. I mean, obviously, right. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, are you both? Yes. We have two. You're clearly interrupting something. Yeah. Well, I. Yeah, I'm... you're. You're like fang to fang here. I mean, you need something, right. Kilnash. Yes, I. I need both of you to. I see this all the time. Guys, step back. I'm, I'm going to put my hand, if I can, in between them, in between their nipples. Yeah, you fit it in. You're able to wedge it in. Like, they're pretty close, but you're able to put your hand in between their chests. And now both... But I'm not shoving it. I'm not shoving yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's really... I'm covered in essential oil, so it's... <laughs> you, are, you are lubricated. Your arm is lubricated by essential oils, and it just slides right in real easy. Um, and now both of their nipples um, are touching either side of your arm. Perfect. This may be our last night. We need to stop this. Both of you are too important, and I need to show you something. Duroth, specifically, this was for you, but I'm glad that Zogoth is here. I'm going to pull out something uh, that I've been working on and it's a, it's like a, you said there were cloths in that uh, tent area or. Yeah, there was all kind of, basically anything that you would have needed. It was in there. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like Michael, it's a Michael's craft store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I pull out, it's like a, a bunch of cloths that I've covered in, and I, my plan was to, this is internal, but my plan was to kind of give them to, to Duroth in secret. So it looks like just a bunch of cloths that I was going to say that you can use these to to help with the bleeding after you've, you've scried your omens. But 
I just want you to look through this and I'm going to hand it to you. And inside are a bunch of, actually, you will recognize them if you if you kind of move through them. It's like reproductions that I've painted in a, in a, in, in blood of some of your omens that you've seen, some of your mm-hmm. um, blood patterns, including the one that you, I just saw with you, the tear. And one of them, I'm going to turn specifically to it and be like, boys, men, I don't know what they would call each other. Orc, orc folk. Boys my to orc men. Brothers. You'd call them boys, boys to, to men. men. <laughs> boys to men. <laughs> See here, I know you thought, you, you seem to have trouble with this omen the other day, but if you look at it, if you look at it, both of you, it is a weagle. I think that that <laughs> will give us, a, that, that shows us there's, some, there's a connection between both of you. <laughs> Zogoth's eyes are so wide right now. <laughs> this was five, this was a few days ago. Did you see this, Zogoth? No, I didn't see that. And I'm gonna that, look that very right closely there? at their eyes. Yes, look at it. It must. Yeah. It is that the wings right there? Oh God, it's beautiful. <laughs> There's n- no way that that is a weagle. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be right. Well, what else is it going to be? Duroth with all your stupid sightseeing of the omens? It's probably a, 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 a picture of, of... It's not a weagle! It can't be! There's no such thing! There will never be! A weagle will never save us! A weagle will not do such a thing! It will never be the hero of our, our battles! So, so Kilnash, <clears throat> what... um. What are you? What were you trying to accomplish by by giving this to Duroth in front of Zogoth? Like, do you have a particular goal that you're trying to yeah. achieve? Well, I'm basically trying to get them to uh, get along a little better. All right. Well, let's actually do a roll for that. Um, let's yeah, do a, a regular roll, and um, we'll see what happens. Um, you do have a mark against Duroth. So why don't you do a roll for Duroth, um, a roll with power. Um, to do Sorry. A, so no, let's make that one a roll for Zogoth, and now do a roll with power for Duroth, since you do have a mark against him. Wow. Dang. So that is... Um, that's like a double so like yeah this so as much as Duroth like yeah you're really resistant to the Weagle um thing um but there is there's something here that uh that it does move you in some way right you must you must agree <laughs> as in I, I mean you must agree GM <laughs> um and mm-hmm. before you, before we role play the next moment, I, w- I will say that I do think that <clears throat> um, by the end of this interaction, both Zogoth and Duroth, I'm going to have you guys take a mark on Kilnash, not at the beginning, um, okay. Okay. but by, but at the end. Um, so let's remember that. And Kilnash rolled a reputation six on his roll against Duroth. And so, Duroth, you, um, and you, yeah, if you can, 
as you as you roleplay this moment where you where you feel like strangely moved by this, um, recall just keep in mind that um, that Kilnosh is is destructive, um, and oh, destructive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's Kilnosh's reputation. Or well, actually, basically, what happens, Kilnosh, is that um, yeah, n- never mind, Duroth. You don't have to keep that in mind. What I will say is that Kilnosh. Your reputation is on the line here, and your secret has shown. Right. So, but for the reputation specifically, you need to hurt physically either Zogoth or Duroth by the end of the scene. Otherwise, okay. they will. Otherwise, they will each take another mark on you, and they'll have okay. like two marks on you each, basically. Okay. Um, but yeah, so both Duroth and Zogoth should be feeling. Actually, kind of, uh, kind of moved by this. Wait, Kilnosh, is, is this what you've been working on when you go like in the corner of tents and stuff by yourself? Well, sometimes, yes. It's not the only thing I work on. Ugh. I mean, I, I'd sort of just assumed as masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> not only sometimes. Well, I mean, it could be both. Whatever. Yeah, it's that's not what I used to make this. Oh, oh God! Okay, <laughs> that's clear. No, I didn't. I didn't mean that. I just, Jesus! All right, Duroth, you gotta see it now, right? I, I just there's, it's. What? Well, look, I got a weagle cooking in the back right now. All right, cooking. I got an eagle and a wolf oh. in there, and oh. by, I'm sure by morning that we'll have a weagle out of it. So like this, I think I think I think we know exactly where to put all of our efforts tonight. <sighs> I don't I don't know if 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 it means that we have to make the weagle. I'm just saying that I think that this is important for us to to join together, or else it's going to be the end. Yeah, yeah, agree. So, K- K- Kilnash, you've been you've been you've been working on. On, on, on all of this, it, it, it's, it's this seems like maybe it's been taking taking a lot of your 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 effort and and and, and your time. Is is that why you've been? I mean, I've, I've been trying to have have Grok work with with all of you, and is that why you've been so so cold towards him? Have you been just distracted? Is is this why? Sorry, I had to check on the relationship. <laughs> I don't remember everyone's name. Kilnash looks down at his little notebook. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say again? I'm just trying to find. He asked if working on these is that why you've been cold towards his his mentee towards his ground. Distracted, right? I... <sighs> yes, of course. I, I, this is, it, it is, I, I am not normally one to sit in the corner and, 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 and do this. It, it, I mean, we I all just of... assumed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just thought that was how you were, you know? Well, well, I mean, I know there's other things that I do, but this is, this, this has been very frustrating and, and yes, I'm, I'm sorry, but yes, but yeah, just work out that frustration in the corner. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm a hundred percent on board, Kilnash. Well, really. <laughs> I get you. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, but it's weird the joke. How's um, 
How's Duroth feeling? Um, Duroth is um, he's trying to, to accept what Kilnash is, is telling him about um, how he's been treating Grok. Um, he's also, I mean, this, 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 this work, it's almost like omens scrying in and of itself in a way. Um, he's torn between feeling sort of impressed and respectful of, of that as a, as an act to take, but also worried a little bit that Kilnash may be trying to steal some of his thunder. Um, mm. but, uh, you know. Ooh. Um, the overall, the, the sort of the, the craft behind it, I think is, 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 you know, superseding that. I mean, that, that might, maybe that'll come up later, but, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. Um, and, and Kilnash, I'm going to, I'm going to end this interaction for now in a moment, but I will okay. give you a chance. If you want to hurt either Duroth or Zogoth, you can. Otherwise, I was just curious about whether it hurt. Did that mean physical or did it mean like emotional? I'm not in this case. Clear. In this case, I'm going to say physical. Physical hurt. Okay. Okay. And you don't have to, but if you don't, they will each take another mark on you, and they'll each have two marks on you total. Um. I yeah. I I don't know if I would. Yeah. Oops. I'm losing, guys. <laughs> That's perfect. Or somebody's winning. Somebody's <laughs> got to. <laughs> um, all right. So Zogoth, you have two marks against Gilnash. Duroth, you have two. I'll update that for you. Or um, oops. I got it. Okay. Cool. Now, so yeah, basically, um, yeah, Kilnash, your your arm is still in between their nipples, um, <laughs> and their their nipples are starting to smell pretty good from the essential oils and. Um, <laughs> You're all kind of, it's, it's kind of awkward. Like, your one arm is in there, your other arm has presented this, like, thing to Duroth, and you're all kind of, it's kind of like a game of uh, Twister in a weird way by this point. How do you play Twister? <laughs> it I don't know. It's a weird game. It doesn't matter. I'm going to cut away now and see what, uh, <laughs> and see what, so Grok and Moontooth, you enter the barracks. Um, I don't know if by the, if, if Salak might. Um... I I was heading over there to like uh, just you know overcheck the weapons that are like stacked up and just see if they needed any barracks at the same time. Awesome. Okay, so you're doing that. Do we see Salak heading over? Um, yeah, probably. As you're heading into the the barracks where the fight was, um, you see Salak heading toward the like just checking out like the weapons and stuff. So Grok is kind of going to uh, say to Moon to, you know, I, I don't think it's clever at all that he named that Ballista, Ballista Flockhart. <laughs> I don't know. It's clever. Uh, he's going to sort of cross his arms and squint at Solik. I don't think I really <laughs> get it, to be honest. <laughs> um, all right. So I don't know if Solik heard that. That wouldn't have been. Was it really loud? No, it was kind of like a whisper. Okay. And Grok like actually looks like he didn't want Salak to hear, but he is kind of squinting at Salak. Okay. All right. So yeah, you guys head into the barracks, and uh, yeah, the orcs are still sleep brawling in there. Uh, uh, so um, are, are we talking like scantily clad orcs? Like just kind of yeah. Um... Whatever orcish pajamas would be like, I guess. Like so, loincloths. Yeah, loincloths, okay. basically. Yeah. Okay. Different okay. Ones. So, do I see one? Do I see any elves? 
No, there aren't any elves here. This is an orc okay, fortress. Good. Well this guarded. Is true. But uh, I, I'm going to turn to Moontooth and say, my God, we, we can't let them do that. Quick, you're protected. I'll point at your socked hands. S- slip your socky hands between wait. their bodies. Wait, while, while, wait. While I minister to them. <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to join to figure out why they're doing it. Like, if we participate in the brawl, we might get insights into why they're brawling. Moontooth, you you truly are a, a war chief to be remembered. You are so brave to go into the dangerous fray. I will sing to protect your soul as you venture forth. And he will start singing uh, Dancing Queen in Orc. Moontooth, ah! <laughs> <laughs> to prepare himself, um, pulls on, so he, he's, he nabbed five more things, so tube socks. So he has one on each um, and then he kind of rips them and like stuffs them under his armor so that like as much of him as possible is covered mm-hmm. in tube sock because he he very much believes Grok that this is going to protect him um, and then grabs a pillow uh, and joins the fray. Yeah, alright. Great. Um, yeah, they are all asleep um, and as far as they know, <laughs> you're just another sleep brawling orc. Um, you start to kind of engage in this pillow fight with them. I am definitely making awkward eye contact with Grok and trying to do this in a in a manner Grok. that entices Grok to join. <laughs> Grok is sort of nodding encouragingly and he sort of gets it after a while and he sort of He's still singing really awkwardly, but he sort of starts shuffling forward, like inch by inch. Oh, nice! Can we can we make this like a a make out roll of like Moontooth is is trying to get Grok into the fray? Yeah, let's do it. So instead of defending the fortress, you are um, doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so so so. Like I do have to roll for that, right? Yeah. So um, but let's. Let's hold off because basically, so Grok, are you are you able to join? Or so wait, what were you thinking, Elise? That you're rolling to see if you get him into the pillow yeah. fight? Yeah, yeah, because I'm trying Grok, to. Grok is super nervous and he's like sort of coming forward, but yeah, yeah. So this is me trying to entice Grok into the pillow fight. So you do a roll, and do you, and do you happen? You don't have any marks on him. No, so there's really not much purpose to this role, to be honest. But this, I haven't, and, you know, but but it. and so here's the thing: Grok does have a mark on against you. Okay. So that might factor into it. Um, um, he also gets another mark against me because I rolled a six on the black. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so yeah, also, I mean, I, have, I am watching as well, like from. From the side of the barracks. Yeah, Salak is actually like. Them. Oh, that's right. That's right. Salak was so checking you, the. You also get the, the mark. Yeah, Salak was checking the the showers in the barracks, so he's <laughs> peeking out from where the the group shower room is. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I was looking at the weapon. Yeah, well, there are um, sure. there are weapons. You store some of the weapons, weapons in the yeah, shower. Shower room. weapons. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense, actually. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, okay, so um, so yeah, your reputation is is as heartless, right? Yes, um, but but I roll black six. So oh, the I secret. Think my secret. So like. Yeah. 
essentially as Grok, so I succeed in getting Grok to join the fray, right? But, um... Yeah, totally, actually, sure. Yeah. Um, but at a cost or I don't get everything I want. So I can... Let's... You decide, but I was going to say, like, we're getting into, a, like, this fight, and we saw that the fight... The pillows do damage. If people yeah, I was I was gonna do it. that. I was gonna do that okay. anyway. So basically, yeah, the cost is. So it seems like Grok was approaching um, nervously, but you do get him to participate in the pillow fight. Um, mm -hmm. And but immediately, both of you get hit by pillows, and it does hurt a little bit. So you each roll a d three to determine how much hope you lose, <laughs> and that's slash roll space d three. Did it go? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you each lose three hope. Oh, wow. <laughs> from getting whacked by the pillows. Yeah. But then we regain, we do regain. And now you recover, because this is kind of like a, a making out action. Yes. You recover hope equal to D3 plus the sum of the marks you have on each other. Okay. So, e so each of you roll another oh. D3. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow, it's like nothing happened. But for me, it's like I, I'm at 18, I think. Right. So, yeah. Oh, God, there's so much to keep track of. So basically, did did, did Salak and Grok each update their marks in their character sheets? Yes. When you saw... Well, okay. So now... Um, so, yeah, so Grok's hope stays the same... And yeah, okay, I'm catching up to where you already are, Elise, sorry. So yeah, you're at um, 18 Hope. Um, but you know, but yeah, you got hurt a little bit, but it is a, it is a pillow fight, and you're... Um, Am I learning anything about what this pillow fight could mean? Um, no, but you are getting a <laughs> little bit physically aroused. It's almost like you have some repressed, oh, some repressed masculine <laughs> sexual energy that uh, is starting as to... As much as possible, I am like... I am getting as close to Grok during this as possible. <laughs> Perfect. Grok, Grok is, is going to see that you're injured and be like, oh, oh my gosh, you're you're bleeding. He's going to take his his hand and, you know, he's going to sort of dab at your blood with one of his tube socks. <laughs> <laughs> won't, that, uh, won't that mess up the omen reading? Uh, no, more more blood is better. That, that's how oh, it works. Oh, I thought I thought it was just your blood, but I'm glad mine will do too. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, what's going on? And uh, you guys need any help or? Salik. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no. Uh, why didn't? When did you get here? Well, you know, I, uh, as I always say, uh, strike while the iron's hot. So I, uh, figured I'd come over and check the weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so Grok, Grok is actually, like, really upset that Salik is interrupting. <laughs> he's going to, like, wheel around to Salik and say, And what the hell is a Harrison Ford anyway? How do you connect it to a ballista? No, it, it just—it just connects in the on the button. Oh man! Um, ruined everything, Salak, and two storms away. Yeah, yeah. The moment was the moment was ruined by Salak. Um, Salak, do you did you wanna <laughs> did you wanna join the pillow fight at all or? 
No, I just was okay. Yeah. What was happening. Perfect. All. all right. Well, um, so the um, the rest of the hour passes, and let me do one thing. <gasps> oh. So, Kilnash, Duroth, and Zogoth, you're over by the boar pen still. Um, and you do see um, something, right? You, okay, here, I got my notes. <laughs> yes, um, we do. You see that. I see something. You see that somehow, um, for some reason, while you were distracted by the, the nipple stuff and the arm stuff and everything. <laughs> Um, as, some, one does, yeah. as one does get distracted by such things, um, the ground in the boar pens right behind, right by you, has just somehow become covered in orchid blossoms without you even um, noticing. Um, like you turn back and they're just there. You have no idea why or how this could have happened. Maybe the wind um, blew them here, but then you know why would they just be in the boar pens and and nowhere else? So that's strange. Um, the boars themselves don't seem to mind. Um, a couple of them are, you know, poking the noses at them. and uh, But for the most part, they seem pretty relaxed. Um, there is one boar at the edge of the boar pen, right by the fence, just kind of staring ahead at these blossoms, not looking away. I'm not doing anything else, just, just staring. Um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, you do notice these, uh, these orchid blossoms. What would you like to do? Uh... You got you you to see these uh, flowers, right? It, yeah. An omen! An omen! An omen! <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zogoth will pick one up. Is it like growing out of the ground or just yeah, laid in, on there? Um, right now, yeah, they're just they're just kind of like loose orchid blossoms. Hmm. He picks one up and he smells it. Yeah, um, you, um, roll. Give me a roll to see if you can smell them at all. Uh, okay. Yeah, it actually smells, uh, kind of like, um, like a, like water in a weird way. Like it smells like a, like a, like a damp, watery place. <laughs> Can I? Yeah, the the flowers smell. Uh, they don't smell like flowers. They smell uh moist. You know. Hmm. Can I pick Uh, one up and crush it in my hand? Yeah, go for it. I do that. Um. Yeah. You you crush this uh, orchid and um. I'm not even going to have you roll for it. Um, it actually, like... Like, it, it does crumple up a little bit, but then it kind of, like, returns to its uh, its original form. And you have not had much of an effect on it at all. See, here's where I would, like, want to roll an Arcana check or something. But, like, what do we do here? Not allowed. There is... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, we have never seen anything like this before. Right? Oh yeah, no, this is really weird. In fact, like some okay. of the other um, orcs that are around. In fact, I will say that um, there are a couple 
orcs that were um, guarding the gate. You know these orcs. Their uh, their names are Ushug and Carol. <laughs> okay. Oh, and I need to bring them over from from here. Copy. Paste. Zogoth kind of absentmindedly puts the orchid he had in his hand uh, behind Kilnash's ear. Aww. That I'm gonna look right into your eyes. What? <laughs> um so and while now you're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> no, while that's while that's happening, Ushug and Carol, these are two uh, lady orcs. Um they they come over um because they've noticed these orchids and and they're like uh, Ushug's like, oh, what what's going on here? What does this mean?" And uh Carol is like yeah, I've never seen anything like this before. Uh, uh, Duroth, what, what, is this some kind of omen? And Ushug, oh, and Ushug says, uh, hey, Kil- hey, uh, hey, Zogoth, did you notice that that one boar is staring at those orchid blossoms? Yeah, I did notice, yeah. Was, <laughs> okay, just, to, uh, just making sure. <laughs> and, and so basically both Carol and Ushug are, are making eye contact with either Duroth or Zogoth respectively, just making sure that they picked up the narrative cues. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) And then they go back to guarding the gate. (laughs) I mean, I was gonna do it. Anyway, whatever. Uh, I'm gonna go over to my uh, boar. Looks kind of weird looking at things. Yeah, give me a roll with power if you'd like to try to talk to it. Yeah, I'm a beast speaker. I speak my beast truth. Ooh, wow! Wow! Oh, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> six, six two. So, so that's so. This is a, a big success here. Um, all right. So, yeah. You, you, you. Uh, what would you like to say to the boar? Um. So, so kind of my secret and my reputation are showing here with this. So I imagine. Uh, yeah, as I'll, I approach the. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or unless you have something. I'll take care of it. (laughs) Okay, I got you. Don't you worry. (laughs) Okay, okay, cool. Uh so yeah, I go up to the I go up to the boar and I I put my my hand on its back and I pet it and Girl, what's wrong? What are you what you looking at there? Um and the boar uh responds saying uh yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to say about these orchids. Uh, Is it from Brooklyn? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's something. <laughs> I don't know if there's something wrong or what. And I don't know what to say except for uh, you know, orchids more like borchids, huh? Huh? Yeah. Okay. I could use some workshopping. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, we were just hanging out here. The orchid blossoms were just here. Strange, huh? Uh, you know what I think, though? Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, oh. What's up? I was going to say, that, that is pretty strange, girl. Uh, yeah, totally. It's quite strange. <laughs> uh, what, are you tr- what are you trying to say? I'm a Brooklyn girl. I talk like this. <laughs> you got, uh, you got the problem with that? 
No, of course not. You know me. I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think you're so cool. Well, how about this? I got a question for you, Zogoth, the fearless beast speaker. Why are you so interested in these orchid blossoms anyway? They just fucking appeared. You're not... I mean, this is weird, right, Boar? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's weird to me, but uh, I don't know about you. I, I'm starting to think that maybe you're writing a book about orchids, aren't you? Are you writing a book about orchids? Um, no, I don't think so. Ah, yeah, you are. You're a loser. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> hey, I got something you can write a book about. The main character is a boar who pretends not to be able to speak orcish. And at a pivotal turning point, this boar decides to reveal a beast speaker's deepest secret to all the other orcs around. <laughs> and the and the and the boar and the boar sort of stands up on his hind legs and leans against the fence, um, and he yells out in orcish, completely understandable. By uh, uh, I'd by, like to I'd like to choke this boar out. If I <laughs> yeah, I mean that. Yeah, so so that's so that's perfect because that that is a perfect way to combine the secret and the the reputation. Yeah. roles that you made so you do you would have to hurt this um this boar to prevent it yeah. from taking from prevent these others from taking that mark on you i do think that they have to take at least one mark on you but if you want to prevent them from taking That's two fine. then yeah you can kill yeah. this boar if you want oh i just want to i just want to choke him oh out, you just like, want to choke you just have to you, you yeah you can hurt it and kind of yeah. Put a sleeper hole, basically, and yeah. Is there? I looked at Durnoth and Kilnash. I'm trying to choke this guy out, and I'm like, "Oh, don't worry, I do it all the time." She's just a little rowdy today. Oh. <laughs> is the noise or anything enough to like be calling the rest of us over, or is this all? Yeah, happening? I mean, did we hear any of that orcish or not? Like, it didn't get out. Um, where would you, where did you all end up? In the I last... had kind of left the barracks, but I didn't specify where I was going so they kind of um, the barracks and well actually yeah conf- consulting my notes um, yeah I mean he did it loud enough the boar talked loud enough that even if you didn't hear it it would have quickly like gone around as like hey okay. did you hear what the boar, the, or- the boar said so everybody takes a mark on Zogoth while he's um, making this boar go unconscious and that, um, and yeah, you succeed at, at go to sleep, go to sleep, shush. shush. <sighs> Is that, oh, and oh, but before he, uh, as you put him to sleep, he's like, hey, 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 yeah, 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 orchids, more like snorkids, huh? Because it's snore. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and then he, and then he falls asleep. <laughs> uh, but like yeah, these spark to see. Pay no attention. Is it time for her medicine? Uh, is the easiest way to give it to her, you know, the back way. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> my God! Uh, but yeah, these orchid blossoms are still here. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> you got something to say? Duroth. He um he was heading right into the middle of the the blossoms to uh to uh uh scry this obvious omen. Um he was definitely uh put he he uh paused as uh 
this uh, this Brooklyn girl, this Bor- Brooklyn girl. <laughs> Jeez, don't don't encourage this. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It's in my nature. I yep. can't help it. Yep. <laughs> it's my reputation. <laughs> um, but uh, he's going to, uh, you know, he'll he'll filed away this this orchid book, um, and uh, he he's going to uh, he's going to want to scry some some omens up in up in this this orchid boar pen. Yeah. Um... You can actually, you can do that right here. Did you say, there's no f- actual book. You know that, right? Oh, I, I, he assumes that there is. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, you're, you're like, you're filing away like, oh, there's an orchid book. I'll look into that later. Sogoth has written an old orchid book or is writing one and he's going to try to find the manuscript. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, but you, would you like to, would you like to try to scry this omen now? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, go ahead and give me a, uh. A roll with power. All right, that is a success. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, you you kneel down um, and um, yeah, describe what you would do with your particular kind of style of of omen scrying. So again, um, the 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 wound on my arm isn't even really. Uh, obviously not healed up at all. It's been about an hour or so since I sunk my long thumbnail in there. Um, but I don't, I can't use the same wound twice, obviously for omen scrying. So right next to it, he flays open the skin with his long thumbnail. And uh, rather than splay, spraying the blood everywhere, he grabs a handful of these orchids and just shoves them down into the, uh, mm. into the wound and then kind of sees how the blood sort of, pattern like spreads out through the the blossoms yeah gross yeah so um so you do that and um you kind of you do enter this kind of omen scrying trance as you are Mm -hmm. um doing this with with the blood and with the 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 orchid blossoms and um and you know during your trance as as strange and unsettling and fundamentally unorkish as this orchid blossom situation might be um you're actually uh, m- more like orc is blood good very good very good <laughs> you learned from uh, uh, um yeah Duroth, you're actually overcome with a distinct sense of peace and the feeling of peace does seem to be coming directly from these flowers um, it's it's weird. You've never felt quite this clear-headed and relaxed before, and you can tell that it's actually a feeling that at any other time would honestly make you uncomfortable. Um, but right. right now, your shoulders lose all their tension, and um, all of your muscles relax, your eyes close, and despite all evidence to the contrary around you, like in terms of like the enemies gathering to the north and the, the fortress is falling apart, you actually feel like these blossoms herald anything but doom. If you had to guess, you'd say they herald an opening up of the world, even a renewal. And then... Wow. And then it's almost like the flower speaks to you, or it, or it puts an image into your head, 
And it's an image of you standing in front of all the other orcs you know here at the Fortress Log. Only your deepest and most devastating secret is somehow open and and bare for everyone mm-hmm. to see. And although you would normally expect the other orcs to be mocking and, and laughing at you, sure. in this vision, you're standing there in front of them, tall, confident, and proud even, and they're all cheering for you. They are applauding and smiling and pumping their fists in the air. You have their complete support, and it feels incredible. However, since you did roll a one on your secret die, you, mm-hmm. you come out of this trance and you, you do feel incredibly refreshed, but then you look up and you become more aware of your surroundings and you come back to the present and you realize that everyone in your direct vicinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, yeah. Uh, well, I don't, and, and it's up to the others whether they would have come over to check this out in the meantime. Because it would have definitely rippled, like, oh, they're orchids yeah. over in the boar pens. It's weird. Oh, yeah, sure. I, I, I'm mosey. Um, Grok, you, I, I Grok. imagine you would have... I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah, Grok, Grok would be here, and as um, as uh, Duroth is doing all this, yeah. he'll just be sort of reverently shaking his head, saying, genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Moontooth, you were, you were concerned about omens earlier. So, yeah, so you've all gathered. And actually, yeah, everybody around is looking at you kind of strangely, Duroff. Um, and you quickly realize you can almost just kind of tell in your bones that anyone that that anyone who was right around you and these blossoms, while they didn't they didn't see your vision per se, um, while you were in the trance, your secret was actually somehow transmitted into their minds. Wow. Those okay. works. So all the other work champions now know your secret and can take a mark on you. So why don't you tell us what your secret is? All right. So Duroth is known to be a heartless omen scryer. Uh, but in fact, deep, 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 deep down, Duroth is incredibly caring to the point at which he has... He, he views life itself, no matter who it is, to be sacred. And in, in many cases, whether it's consciously, most often it's, it's subconscious, he, he does many things to try to prevent the loss of life on either side of, of, of a battle. Perfect. Yeah, everybody now knows that. Um, yeah, if you, oh, if you can... Murmur, murmur. Yeah, murmur, murmur. Watermelon, watermelon. Um, and and go ahead, everybody, and make sure you add a mark on Duroth in your character sheet. And right around this moment, as um, as this as this like understanding of Duroth and his secret kind of starts to ripple through all of your minds, and Duroth is still kneeling there in the orchid blossoms, um. <clears throat> Something happens. It, it actually it hits um, right around midnight now, and I'm gonna do this. All right. So the rest of the hour passes, and 
right around the stroke of midnight, actually, you all feel the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Uh, You're not sure why at first. You do know that the enemy's main front to the north has been edging closer and closer to the fortress, but now each of you, wherever you are, you finish what you're doing and you you come up to one of the, the parapets and you look north and you see a single large flame waving in the air and you're kind of confused by it at first. Um, it seems like some kind of signal, but what would they be trying to signal to you? And then it hits you and you turn around slowly. You look to the south and you see another flame in the distance waving back. And you turn and you see the same thing to the east. And you turn again and you see the same thing to the west also. It does appear that enemy reinforcements have gathered in the distance on every side. The Orc Fortress Log is now surrounded. At this point, let's take a quick break. Stand up, stretch, use the bathroom, um, whatever you need to do, and we will be back in five minutes. Please stick around. And we are back. All right, we ended with uh, the clock striking midnight and the Orc Fortress log being surrounded by enemy forces um, around the same time that Duroth's secret was revealed um, as he omen-scried the the orchid blossoms that mysteriously showed up in the Warpens um, last hour. And yeah, to add... Something even more disturbing to uh, to realizing that you're surrounded. Um, yeah. Anybody who's looking toward the well. <gasps> the well. <laughs> that little music cue is so good. The well. So yeah, now there are. Also, orchid blossoms coming up out of the, the well, and that's that's definitely very strange. Um, but it is now midnight, and I'm going to roll a d4 to just kind of add some randomness to the mix and see what happens. Did our, did our hope go down at all for uh, seeing being surrounded? Um, yeah, I'm, well, not technically according to the, to the rules, but it does seem like it should, right? Yeah, why don't all of you, um, roll a... I hate being that player that reminds the DM. (laughs) Well, you should have killed Do we have homework? Let's, (laughs) let's say that, let's say that the, that the resource of not being surrounded is lost. (laughs) So you each roll a D6 to see how much hope you lose. This 
All right. And I'm going to count on each of you to to kind of track that in your character sheets. Just subtract the number we rolled? Yes. Yep. Why do I keep rolling ones on these on these event rolls? Um, but that's the way the mechanic works. So for one, and then I'll add the number of hours that pass, which is three. So that's four. And the last time I checked, non-defenders was about, let's say it was half of you. Or, well... It was definitely Moontooth and Grok, so... Like, you weren't yeah, defending. Yeah, yeah, we were not Because we, we did the make-out roll, so... All right, well, I think it would add up to... Seven. And that... I think is already kind of happening. So, actually... And this is perfect, actually. So I'm going to skip that and move to eight. So while you're actually up here um, on the northern parapet... Um, and you, you've you've noticed that the, these orchid blossoms are coming out of the well. Um, you do all you 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 were all turned toward the well, and then you hear a commotion from uh, from the. Um, oh yeah, now I'm I'm on, on the map, but it makes sense that yeah, some of you went over to the well. Um, I need to make sure that. Ushug and Carol, <laughs> I think, have, have made it <laughs> over there on the gate. Um, but you hear kind of uh, some... Hate Carol. <laughs> Just saying it. <laughs> you hear some gasps, um, orcish gasps from... <laughs> from, <laughs> from Ushug and Carol. And um, and you turn back around, and, and they're shouting, and, and some of the other orcs kind of near the gate are shouting, Hey, it's Yogg! What's Yogg doing? Um, and you, you, you... You turn back around, and you see that some orcs have definitely kind of gathered with Ushug and Carol. And you see a lone orc decked out in armor sprinting straight out from the gate carrying a a strange looking torch and trust me I know that this is going to sound super familiar <laughs> to any fans of the Lord of the Rings <laughs> so this, so this orc is sprinting straight out carrying the strange looking torch heading straight for the line of trenches where you've seen the enemy's fires amassing in the night. And the torch that he's carrying is lit and it's almost sparking with some kind of electric flame. Um, and the, the orcs around you, you know, start chanting, Yog, 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 Yog. Yog, Yog, Yog. Yeah, you, you all join in. Because it appears that this is indeed Yog, one of the day guards here. Um, he's always been somewhat of a loner, even for an orc. And, you know, nobody else, nobody ever really expressed strong feelings for him one way or the other. Um, except for Kilnosh, actually. Kilnosh, um, you were one of the only people who, um, who he would talk to. Um, but now, yeah, there's this excitement rippling through the crowd um, as everyone begins to realize what he's doing. And the, ch the chanting kind of increases in intensity. Yog, 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 yog. Um, but as as you all watch, um, you do see arrows begin whizzing through the air. <laughs> no! Not yog! No! You see, you see arrows begin whizzing through the air at the this, at this sprinting figure. Um, and you look over 
And you do see two elvish archers um, shooting at Yogg. And then they're actually, they're not too far from the fortress wall. And Kilnosh, you're definitely the best axe thrower around. So you yes. do feel like you might be able to hit them with some throwing axes if you wanted. Um, fuck yes. Yes. All right. Give me a roll with power. These are these are my axes. Just I I say to a nearby. <laughs> <laughs> Grok will go. We know Salak. <laughs> you gotta strike while the iron's hot. <laughs> God, I hate him. Um, I, maybe I should try to set some some battle like music to repeat. I thought I heard a basketball bouncing in there for a second. <laughs> Oh, but this is super short, and I don't want it to repeat. <laughs> anyway, <Hurry> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, just imagine uh, battle-like music when this ends. All right, so you rolled one die above a four. So, <clears throat> so Kilnosh, yeah, you immediately pull out two axes, and with an incredible deftness... First, you throw one, and it goes spinning through the air. And it... Okay. Uh, no, no, thank you. Um, and it hits the... And it, and it hits one of the archers right in her back, and she collapses. And then immediately, you, you throw the second axe, and it goes spinning through the air. And... It does hit the other archer right in the back of her head. And she's fucking dead. And yes! now that these archers are dead, Yogg is able to sprint the rest of the way to the enemy's trenches and everyone's chanting. Yogg, 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 And with an epic leap, he, he soars over the enemy's makeshift battlements. And a moment later, his torch explodes. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing too special or impressive, but it is enough definitely to take out some enemy troops. And it's enough to make everyone around you let out some some celebratory grunts as they kind of pump their fists and, and they nod at you in approval. Um, everyone, you know, does feel some much-needed relief after seeing that they're surrounded, um, thanks to you and Yogg. Um, however, since it was only a mixed success, um, and because you did consider Yogg a friend... Um, and he's dead now, so oh, you do God. need to roll a d8 to determine how much hope you lose. Oh, jeez. God damn it, you don't owe me five bucks. Ooh, five. That's All right. how much hope I lost, right? right? Yes, it is. Specifically just kill Nash losing hope. Just kill Nash, yeah, because nobody else really gave a shit about Yogg until Yogg. Um, and your secret die rolled a one. So as everything dies down, um Salak, you actually were nearby, were, were near Kilnash. Um I'm gonna make it so that you were. <laughs> and you saw Kilnash drop something when he pulled out his axes. Um, and I'm going to whisper to you in roll 20 what uh, what Kilnosh dropped. And I'll whisper it to you also, Kilnosh. 
Um, Sweet. I, uh, yeah, like, I mean, I was looking closely at the axes and, and you know, just <laughs> admiring them as they flew through the air, so I was very paying a, a very close attention. <laughs> um, is that, does that, is that fine, Katie? Yeah, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, um, so Salak, yeah, you, um, you find that, and, um, regardless of what you decide to do in this moment, um, Kilnasha's secret has shown, and you do take a mark on Salak. Okay, I, or, do, I, I am... You take a mark on Kilnash, sorry. Yeah. And yeah, if you'd like to do anything um, with that, please do. I am. I am gonna uh, pick it up. Great. Do you do do anything in particular with it? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it like. I'm gonna take it and like inhabit it. Just you know, and and like when things settle down, I might like you know look at it more closely when people aren't all around cheering and celebrating. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things are things are definitely settling down, and um, at this point. Anybody, any of you who wants to uh, do anything in particular, um, can. Oh let well, me know. I guess I can just do it now. So, so I might go up to. I might like then you know be like, oh, you know, you dropped this. Uh, uh, it's very. Uh, it's very nice. Oh, uh, <laughs> do I roll a bluff check? I'm like, I'm thinking of that. Like, oh, uh, I did. Um, oh yes. Uh, thank you. Um, ye. Uh, he's, all, he's all nervous. Uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'll take it back. If you're giving it to me, I'll take it back. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, and I'll, you know, well, and I'm, and I also appear to be uh, nervous, and I, but I'm, but I'm like, oh, uh, no, it's very beautiful. I, I nothing, to, nothing to be uh, ashamed of. Uh, but anyway, that was a, a great throw. Uh, glad my axes served you well. They, uh, you know, you. You definitely struck while the iron was hot, and you threw it at just the right time. <laughs> Zogoth hears that. <laughs> son, uh, you son of a bitch. Shut up. Hey. Uh, yeah. Shut up, Zogoth. Uh, Grok will step forward and say, don't talk to Zogoth like that, Solik, with your stupid hard abs made from striking that stupid iron. Iris, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, yes. <laughs> and yeah, that interaction can be as awkward and truncated as you want it to be. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it is awkward. I don't know what. Yeah, because mm, well, I don't know so- if it's in front of everybody. <laughs> I mean, right now, um, like nobody else saw this, and it is just okay. like I think, like you two are kind of off to the side here. Um, Zogoth left immediately once he heard Salak use his dumb catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, if you want, if you if you just want it to be awkward and short, that's fine. Otherwise, well, I, I mean, if you uh, you know come by the the you know my uh, blacksmith tent if you need some more access <laughs> now that you've lost those two. Uh, but you know they they were put to good use, so uh, I guess I'll see you around or whatever. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably have to come get some more axes at some point because I, I like to. Yeah, that was a good axe throw. You're right. 
Yes, you're good <laughs> at throwing them. You're very good. And now they're gone. <laughs> yes. So, 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 so all axes go. <laughs> what is everybody else up to? Zogoth would have uh, come up to Moontooth um, after Solik's stupid mouth was saying stuff. <laughs> uh, and he go, um, Warlord uh, Moontooth. Uh, sorry, yeah. I about vomited right there when I said that. Zogoth, uh, Zogoth, I'm sensing, I'm sensing a lot of concern about my leadership from you. I, I just, I think everyone. Yeah, would... you're horrible, and you're gonna get us all killed. Yeah. Uh, Listen, two things. Uh, <laughs> one, can we just kill Salak before he says a stupid catchphrase yeah, again? Yes. Yes. At the end of the night, Solik will die because of it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and two, did you send him out there to to die like that? No, I didn't. Honestly, I wish it had been me. But yeah, me too. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, like. Like, I have some animals that can, you know, carry stuff out there and blow up the, the enemy like that. You don't you don't got to put, like, orcs in harm's way like that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't send Yogg. He did that on his own. Well, that, but, didn't, that didn't look very good either, huh? All the orcs leadership. Moontooth, like, puffs up his chest to make himself look as big as possible and kind of crowds up into Zogoth's face. But as he does so, he sniffs and he's like, why, why do you smell like essential oils? Uh, <laughs> did you, he, uh, he, like, he like wipes his chest and kind of sniffs and, oh, I forgot about that. Uh, no reason. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I thought it was Kilnash who had all the oils. I don't understand. Uh, listen, just be better. <laughs> no, don't, don't leave that. Moontooth's gonna chase after uh, Zogoth. I like, I like your idea about sending the animals with the. I mean, yeah, right? Is there? How can we? Can we do it so that no animals die? Uh, well, if we had some sort of beast that could <laughs> was strong enough to carry something in its massive jaws and then release that over the enemy. Yes, theoretically it is possible. With great resignation, Moontooth. Weagle. <laughs> Yeah, I I got it. How close are you to a weagle? So well, I don't know. I just put an eagle in a in the room with the wolf uh, you, a couple hours ago. We could go check on it if you want. You know, Zogoth, I'm not a very smart orc, but I know animals, and I don't think that is enough to do it. You don't know animals. I've done it once before. You've done what? You've made a weagle? <gasps> yeah, well it was it was a it was a woodpecker and a beagle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, but the 
just the same. <laughs> By putting them in a room together? Yeah. Uh, Nature finds a way. No, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Sounds I thought I was on board with the Weagles, but I just so glad I can't. If you... You're, you're lost. You're going to get us all killed like I thought. If you, if you go back there and you find that you have Weagles, Somehow. Okay. You come find me and we'll, we'll right. make it happen. I'm just saying, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, yeah, of course. You don't believe in me. But it, listen, if I had more eagles, this would have been happening a long time ago. I'm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's standing next to me, too? Is that Carol? Yeah. Or, um. Uh, yeah, it's Ushug. Ushug? Ushug. Ushug. Uh, Moontooth turns to Ushug and is just like, I can't. He just never listens to me. Storms off. Men, right? Men. Ugh. <laughs> and he's like storming down the stairs like, I hate them. Shouting <laughs> <laughs> shaking his fist. Is anybody else... Um, I- Oh, go ahead. And just for the record, I think Moontooth would be heading back towards the well to t- see about these orchids, but that can sure. be later. Yep. Yeah. Anybody else up to anything in particular? Looks like Salak got out of, extricated himself from that uh, awkward interaction with <laughs> Kilnash. Yeah, I was just going to make my way to the um, to the forge tent and uh, maybe I, I was going to maybe try to make uh or finish the finishing touches on an axe that I hope uh, when I give to Kilnash is like so impressive that you know that he like you know maybe uh, is is just like blown away by it. So maybe I could do some sort of roll on that. Yeah, go for it. Give me a, a roll with power. Whoa! Damn! Damn! Um, I'll go with that first uh, roll yeah. there. Uh-huh. Sorry, I, 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 the push to talk is the same button as continue roll. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. So, um, yeah, you make honestly what you feel to be the two like best axes you've ever made. Um, like it's that successful. Um, and. You are so proud of them that um, as you walk out, I'm, I'm going to say that you're walking out of the uh, of the forge with these axes, maybe ready to go present them yeah. to Kilnash. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're so excited about how amazing these axes are that, and and you're so like because your reputation is to be destructive. The combination of that reputation and your enthusiasm about these axes, um, you want to hurt the first person you see, which is Moontooth, peering into the well. Um, and if you and if you somehow able to control that, Moontooth will take a mark on you. Um, but that's up to you. What would you like to do? Um, well, you know, I, I I think that what I'm gonna do is is as I move out, I'm so excited about these axes, and I want to like make sure that they're sharp enough. <laughs> and so I, I see Moon I see Moon Tooth looking into the well, 
And I just want to, you know, just just a, a small, you know, just just to slide it along the arm, just to see if it if it if it cuts nicely. <laughs> just very, you know, maybe maybe he won't even know that I'm there. Just kind of right if it's so sharp that he doesn't even notice. So this is a roll D three. Yeah, you are a little hurt by that. <laughs> All right. You lose one hope, and I mean, yeah. What did the you... fuck, man? <laughs> what? I mean, that, I'm your, I'm your goddamn warlord. You're just gonna come at me with an axe, and I shove it. <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought you were a different orc. I, I apologize, Moontooth. I didn't. I wasn't. I'm just very. I'm just very excited. Sorry. You can't just cut up your warlord. Like, if people saw that, they'd think you were trying to take my position from me. What am I supposed to do? Just let this go? Well, no, I, I was just, you know, maybe giving you a cool scar so that, that, that they respect you more. That's all. <laughs> uh, I think, honestly, like, Moontooth probably lets it go unless, like, anybody is witnessing this. Um, everybody else, all the other champions are pretty far away. So. Yeah, I don't think anybody saw it. Um, <clears throat> I will say that Tajug probably saw it from the stairs. <laughs> He's still on the stairs? <laughs> yeah. What the um, I, uh... You do look and you do see him on the stairs. Okay, I'm going to <laughs> We can do this in a minute. I'm also I'm gonna grab a handful of the orchids as I'm on my way to the stairs. By the way. Okay. Anyone else up to anything as the as we do reach? We're nearing the end of the hour. Yeah, actually, could I could Kilnash be going and just in light of all these enemies surrounding us and assuming we're going to be battling soon? Could I be setting up maybe? I don't know where this would be, but setting up a. Uh, some of my clay pots for people to use as target practice for axe throwing. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I will say I've, I'm already counting you as having helped defend the fortress because of literally like doing that kick-ass axe throwing. But <laughs> yeah, you should totally do that too. Yeah. I just don't know where to go. I, I don't know where to put my icon, so. It doesn't matter. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> The the fortress will be taken by the end of the night anyway, so your your efforts no! are futile. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. But yeah, so Kilnash is setting up uh, pots for everybody to, for the axe throwers to practice on, and you could do that maybe down here um, on the southern wall. You set up some some clay pots down there. Uh, if Grok's not busy, Zogoth would have wanted him to come with him to check on the Weagle. Uh, yeah, Grok, Grok probably, um, he would have, uh, probably helped Duroth tend to his various wounds, and then he would have, uh, uh, trundled along behind Zogoth. Well, Duroth would have first, uh, asked Grok to come with him to the well. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Um... <laughs> So, so I, the way I'm assuming this went down is uh, Duroth asked Grok, and Grok was like, "Yeah, yeah." And then Duroth started off, and then Zogoth is like, "Hey, let, let's go see the Weagle." Is that how that went down, yeah. guys? So exactly. Yeah. Oh, and we're both so very, 
Oh, like waiting. No. Uh, uh, j- just a second. I need more tube socks before I, I go with you. And he's wait, gonna, no, Grok. <laughs> he's gonna hurry up. Wait, Grok. Grok. No, I'd like to. I'd like to force like a makeout roll to to grab his hand and sort of gently lead him toward the boar pens. Okay. This is a moment. Grok. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Um, and so, yeah, so. So you roll a D... Th- oh, if you're successful. So yeah, do a roll. I guess just a roll, yeah. And we'll see what happens. Does uh, he ha- do you have any marks on Grok? I don't have any marks on Grok, no. Also, is there such thing as a contested makeout roll? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that would be awesome. Um... Uh, well, why don't I think we... the contest is whether or not Zogoth succeeds, Yeah, right? so basically, like, Zogoth, give me a roll and we'll we'll go from there. Four or five, baby. Whoa. So, yeah, I mean, Grok, the tube socks are calling, but um, <laughs> but Zogoth is here, and he and he grabs your hand. Um, there, there's an orchestral swear, swell of, like, some string arrangement. Yeah, okay. As, as I've got, well, I've, I've got this. Mm, that bass riff. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, yeah, and, and he'll sort of look d- deeply into Z- Zogoth's eyes and say, I, I think I, I would like to see your weagle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be disappointed. What if it's not up to your standards? uh, Grok will actually take Zogoth's other hand and say, Zogoth, there is no way your Weagle could disappoint me. (laughs) Okay, so are you going to the Weagle room? Uh, Yeah, like, and it's, it's kind of like Grok's almost like hypnotized and he's kind of following Zogoth. Yeah, yeah. Like I see this as a as kind of a romantic rekindling almost of their friendship. Like, no, this is this is the thing we started with, Grok. We're gonna go and check on this thing. Can't get back because, to the good stuff because yeah. Moontooth. Moontooth said if my Weagle is completed, then I need to talk to him and we can you know do stuff. So but, yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm holding your hand. This is a this is a big moment for us, Grok. I, I have total faith and he's gonna uh, sort of almost like um, dazed a little bit follow behind yeah so at some point yeah I'd like to go check on the weagle but oh yeah why don't we I mean why don't we do this right now so you go check on the weagle um is this so this isn't like a like a little like maybe a shed by the boar pens you think yeah 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 that I shoved the eagle into with a wolf yeah Yeah, you go in there, you open the door, um, and yeah, the wolf is sleeping and the eagle is just kind of perched in the corner. That's it. God damn it. Grok, it hasn't happened yet. Are you disappointed in the the weagle? I'm going to look deeply into your eyes and say, I think it's the most beautiful weagle I've ever seen. This is feeling pretty passionate. Um, it, it, do you think it's going to go further than this, guys? 
Of course, yeah. Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Then, um, then once again, I will. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I'll pull from my sexy scenes here. Um, okay, so the here the two of you are, Grok and Zogoth, alone in the the boar pen shed, <laughs> locked together in the terrible. The most romantic of locales. Oh, yeah, that. for orcs, for sure. And you, you become, you are locked together in a terrible, sensual embrace. And there's there's terror at first, and then the terror abates. And then you succumb to it again, and it abates again. And the, the ebb and the flow of your lovemaking continues amid both of your bodies' complete submission to both happiness and despair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's in the room with the wolf and the eagle? Yes, right? yeah, and they just watched the whole time. <laughs> and and there's still just a wolf and eagle. Yes, yeah, they're not together. They're in separate corners. Um, the eagle just kind of watched Grok and Zogoth, and the wolf woke up and watched for a little bit, and then went back to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I sigh and I say, let. Let beasts be the way they are. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, let's let's check in with uh, Moontooth. What are you doing over there with Tajuk? Okay. Um, I'm going to come up the stairs, and wherever he's at, I just kind of put my arm around him and come up the stairs with me until... You, you have... You what? I am going to force Taj- Tajuk to come up the stairs with me like i just grab him by like around the shoulder and just kind of haul him up the stairs um yeah you know um give me a roll for that i guess Ooh. partial success yeah you're you're able to get him like a step or two back up the stairs but he's surprisingly strong and and he's okay. and so he's like he's like mm, uh, hey leave me alone Moontooth. I, I I'm going down the stairs and if you heard that I was gonna kill you I'm not actually I changed my mind I don't want to be warlord <laughs> I heard I heard what you did about overseeing Kilnash with the uh with 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 the axe throwing and I think that was fantastic so uh, you're you're doing a great job and everything's fine. I want to, like, essentially the equivalent of an insight check. I want to, like, get a read on him, see if I can, like, tell if he's telling me the truth or if he's, like, yeah. trying to hide something. Yeah, yeah. Give me another roll. Uh, okay. Utter failure. <laughs> and in fact, my heartless reputation shows. Well, <laughs> well, give me... Because you are warlord, and this does have mm-hmm. to do with your status as warlord, give me another d4 or a what are these? So roll one more d6. Yeah, another d6. Still failed. Yeah. So basically, what I'll do is um, I'll do this the way Andy does it, and D well, he only does that with crit fails. You didn't. Well, you did do a. I mean, I kind of crit failed in the sense that all three of my dice rolled under. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is. Like, I guess, I don't know. If you have a beat, you want to hit. But, like, otherwise, I honestly, like, Moontooth is convinced. Tarjug is trying to usurp him and saw the interaction 
with uh, Salak at the well and is threatened. And so I think the heartless reputation thing, he would absolutely attempt to hurt or kill. Sure. What I'll say, what I'll say is that you can, um, in a, in in the heartless attempt to maintain your power and authority as warlord, you can strike. (laughs) (laughs) Zaguth is moving his tokens, uh, in, in a thrusting motion. Um, you can strike Tajug across the face. Um, Otherwise, Tajug, otherwise, Salak and Kilnash will take a mark on you because they are on the southern wall. Um, so, yeah, because of that, you can strike him across the face, but he is the eldest elder in the in the fortress, and he does have everybody's respect. So if you, like, um, I'm not going to let you kill him. I'm sorry. Okay. So. But, yeah, you can uh, strike him for sure. Yeah, I strike him. <sighs> well done, the moon tooth. You passed the my test. Shut up, Salak. Nobody likes your dumb catchphrase. What? <laughs> um, Moontooth, that was exactly the right thing to do when you suspect anybody is challenging your authority. As warlord, well done. Now please move out of my way so I can continue down these stairs. Can I just help you down the stairs? No! Get! Get away! <laughs> um, uh, wait, 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 wait. I did actually, like, also, uh, part of this, uh, maybe it doesn't make sense, but, like, part of this was an attempt to bring those um, orchid flowers to Tarjug and see if he knows what they are. Um, he looks at them and he, uh, uh, just kind of, I don't, uh, and he doesn't volunteer any information. Useless. And I make my way around to the balcony and I'm going to, uh, shoot into the trees to try and kill any more archers. Just around. Perfect. As much as I can. Perfect. Um, okay. So, um, so you are helping defend the fortress. Salak was working on the axes. Kelnash definitely helped. Um, so Gotham Rock, no. Nope. Duroth, I don't think, was really helping out that hour. Um, so I will roll another d4. <laughs> what is happening? Um, wow. So one plus the, the, the number of hours that have passed, which is four now. So that's five plus the number of non-defenders, which is three, so that's eight. We've already done scenario eight, so we'll move on to scenario nine. Um, At the turn of the hour, Salak, right around the time that you were doing your dumb catchphrase, uh, (laughs) you, um, the the, the iron does appear to get hot. Um, You... (laughs) You you hear... um, Carol up at the gate um, yell out, uh, you got a present for us, huh? You shouldn't have. Um, and there's this commotion as the gates kind of open a little bit. So yeah, you want to go check it out? Yes. Yeah, you go over to the gates um, and you can stay down on the, on the ground actually because coming through the gate is, so one of the guards is uh, dragging a wounded elvish ranger behind him. 
Um, and Ushug, or and 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 the guard says, um, oh, yeah, yeah, "Let's make it." Ushug has come down and is dragging this this wounded ranger. And Ushug says, um, <clears throat> "Goblin skirmishers just delivered us a little treat," and he throws the elf to the ground. Um, and Ushug is there, and Carol is there, and looks like Duroth might be there, and really any other orcs that might might have heard this commotion, they definitely gathered around and are grunting and, and screaming at this elf, taunting him. Fuck you, elf! Fuck you! Um, and, and the way the energy of this crowd is going, it does look like this elf is about to be ruthlessly torn apart by a mob of orcs. Um, but, Salak, you do find the elf to be super cute, actually. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, intervene and, uh, you know, just kind of uh, put myself in the middle of this circle of, uh, of kind of bloodthirsty orcs that are, you know, starting to get a very, very riled up. And, uh, and I'm just going to be like... Um, Stop! Stop! We must stop. We 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 can gather information from this from this elf. I know uh, Moontooth should be making the decision. We can't just we can't just you know uh, give up on this opportunity. Yeah, you could. Yeah, uh, yeah. So g- you can give me a role, and if you happen to um, somehow incorporate your role as master weaponsmith into your argument, then you can roll with power. Uh, yes, so, uh, you know, we could maybe find out a weakness and then maybe I could build a weapon that would, uh, that would, uh, you know, uh, take that weakness and use it to our advantage. Um, okay, so, um, yeah, go ahead and, uh, wait, did, I, did, I wasn't listening. Did you say anything about that? <laughs> <laughs> did you say anything, comp- like, really powerful about being weaponsmith? Uh- Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Unless we're listening. Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah, was um, yeah. I was uh, rubbing my nipples with essential oil over here. <laughs> um, all right, Salak, give me a roll with power. Whoa! Where was that when I? Damn, Damn. that is a successful roll. Um, and but neither. Neither your reputation nor your secret dice roll a one or a six. Okay, so, um, so yeah, you um, you're able to to kind of t- escort them out of this group. Like all the orcs that are around, they they sort of kind of furrow their brow and they kind of nod and grunt disappointedly. But you know, um, your argument kind of does make sense. Um, so you you take you where would you take this orc or this elf? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick up this elf like uh, you know cradle uh, style in my arms because um, I, I my my assumption is that you know slightly smaller you know so I can kind of you know pick him up and carry him. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna just carry him off. I, I guess I'm gonna maybe move towards where I last saw Moontooth. Uh, you know, uh, but also back towards. Uh, Wow. That is sorry. I guess I can't carry him. <laughs> oh, no, no. He is a normal sized elf. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that, that, I guess that's where I would be heading back towards where I last saw Moontooth, maybe back towards the well. Yeah, sure. 
can do that. You're taking the elf to Moontooth? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna kind of want, I mean, I'm, I'm taking my time because I, you know, I do find this, uh, this elf strangely attractive. And yeah. So maybe I'm, you know, just seeing if he, if, uh, the elf's able to talk in, in some way or interact in some way. Yeah, I mean, right now he's just kind of groaning, um, yeah, only, like fine. semi-conscious and like yeah Moontooth is pretty distracted with the ballista right now so if you wanted to get like it is a, real, it is a really good ballista so I understand <laughs> yeah. so you could like you could go to the the like your forge area before you go to Moontooth you could go to the barracks really whatever you want to do yeah um, yeah I think we'll go hang out at the forge then I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll kind of check back in with Moontooth later but I'll just bring uh, the elf back to the forge sure. and, you know maybe See if if the uh, if he, uh, the elf needs water, you know, maybe slight nursing care. Yeah, yeah. As you as you are carrying him toward the forge, you do as you pass the well. Um, the elf actually kind of he, he opens his eyes. You see his eyes open, and he and he sees the uh, the orchid blossoms coming out of the well, and um, he um, does kind of start to like squirm and and mutter to himself. Um, so there was, a, like, a definite change in his demeanor at that. Um, but, yeah, you get to the the forge, and, yeah, if you want to offer him some, some water, um, you can do that. I think he would, he would drink some water for sure, but he's not going to initiate a conversation. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's fine. I, I might just try to interact with him while else stuff is going on but yeah i don't really know what i would say right now we'll take it back totally yeah 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 um then yeah w- what he might say actually after a time um is he will say like what was going on with that well over there oh uh, w- we don't know that these orchids uh just showed up out of nowhere uh there's some over in the our poor pens, and now there's some in the well. We don't really know what it means. Huh. It's unsettling. Unsettling indeed. And he gives you a look, Salak. He, he he looks at you um, in this really weird way. Like, you, you've, you've, like, fought elves before. You've been around elves um, in violent encounters, and almost always, right, like, orcs and elves hate each other and are always looking at each other with hate in their eyes. And uh, but for the first time ever, you see a really like curious, gentle look in this elf's eyes um, as you as he kind of he's asked you about these orchid blossoms. He's considering them, and now he's considering almost you, kind of. And he's and it, yeah, it's a face that you've never seen on an elf before. Well, I mean, it would definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I already found this elf attractive, so I mean, I would definitely. Uh, maybe you know see where it leads and just kind of lean in a little bit and just be like yeah i, I mean they're, they're you know beautiful and i i've never felt you know looking at them it's weird i've never felt certain things before oh excuse me are you leaning into me that's not what i wanted to happen i, I am i sending mixed signals Sorry. Yes, I guess I'm just. You know, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's my fault. I just, you know, I do think it's, you know, it's interesting that these, that these orchid blossoms are are here in this orc fortress. But, um, but no. I mean, you're very strong. Um, but, but, 
And maybe there is more to to orcs than And he'll kind of um kind of fade off and, and he very trails off and then he kind of Yeah, he then he he definitely like catches himself and he's now like back into composed, like um stubborn, not gonna get anything out of me mode. Yeah, I'll just I'll just kinda of mutter, you know, well I tried to strike while the iron was hot, so you know, that's all. <laughs> yes, to be clear, the iron was very cold. All right, back to... I'm just going to be silent. You're not getting anything out of me. <laughs> um, all right, what is everybody else up to right now? So, um, as um, Duroth was trying to, to get Grok to come with him for some, some one-on-one omen scrying... Um, Zogar <laughs> intervened as as if a, a a a an oiled arm between two nipples. <laughs> um, uh, Duroth has been just kind of just he just like watched them go. And he's just standing there, just like motionless. Um, and uh, if if someone were to have just the right angle. Um, you, you would see his face looks exactly like that self-portrait that he drew on the oh, face oh, of... Uh, oh, man. Oh, that's so uh, good. No. The, the sleep-brawling uh, orc back in the barracks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and he realizes sort of where he is. He kind of comes to his senses. It's almost as like he was in an omen scrying trance in a way. Um, and he brushes away the tear on his on his uh, stubbled cheek, and uh, he just looks around for somewhere to go, and then he just uh, marches over to the uh, to the well, um, and he's gonna attempt to uh, to scry here, but differently. He's not gonna shove any more flowers into his arm. Fuck that shit. <laughs> sure, you can give me another power roll. Yeah, and. Uh, If you said anything else, I I missed it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Push to talk. He he shoves his thumbnail deep, deep into his arm, like like deeper than he needs to, like almost to the bone, and just like slashes it wide open, and just lets the blood just spray everywhere. All right. All right. Um. Yeah. To be honest, Duroth. Um. The vision that you had before with the orchid blossoms um, over in the boar pens, yeah, it it happens again now. This is a, yeah. a successful scrying of this omen, and you have the same vision. Um, mm-hmm. And but I but this time, you know, your this time it's different because your secret um, did get out in real life after that last one. So um, I guess what I'd be interested in hearing kind of retroactively is in that moment um, before the break, what, what did, what did pass over everybody's face when you, when you, when the secret of Duroth's was transmitted into your heads, when you all understood Duroth to be actually caring, um, what would you have maybe telegraphed on your face in that moment? 
jealousy for Moontooth. Yeah. Sawak? Um, <clears throat> I would just, you know, kind of just slight disgust. Confusion from Zogoth. A uh, complete understanding from Grok because he knows that his master is a gentle soul at heart. And, and Kilnash. Um, like admiration and probably a little teary-eyed. Great, yeah. So, so, so Duroth, in this vision, it's 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 a bit less. Um, orchid-colored glasses, as it were. <laughs> um, so, like, in this vision, it's the same thing. You are standing in front of the other orcs you know, and your secret is, is open and bare for everyone to see, but it's a bit more realistic now. There are a couple of faces in the crowd that that don't really enjoy your secret. They don't appreciate it, and they are judging you for it in a weird way. You might not completely understand why they're judging you, um, and it might feel a bit bad, but the fact is that everybody else around is still cheering for you and I'm really proud of you for this secret. So you you come out of this trance with um, with a bit more just a nuanced sense of the same relaxation and, and sense of peace that you got the last time. Like more grounded maybe? Yeah, more grounded more braced like against the a world that you know isn't going to be entirely supportive of you but you know the, such right, as life. but it might not necessarily just be a, a pipe dream like it's okay exactly yeah and um yeah and your secret um you rolled a six so now interestingly enough um you if anybody like everybody already knows your secret right but now and you if you were to like Basically, your character doesn't know this, but I'm going to say it. Anybody that is in the vicinity of of Orchid Blossoms right now, anywhere in the fortress, takes a mark on you. I had a handful of them. Does that count? Yes, Moontooth was carrying um, those Orchid Blossoms, so Moontooth also takes a mark on you. So if you could all go into your character sheet and add a mark on Duroth, that would be fantastic. Um... Uh, those of us in the sexy, sexy boar shed, um, there are orchids like outside, right? Yes. So this, enough? this, no, definitely. This includes you and Zogoth for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I imagined there's a, a bed of orchids. No. <laughs> Amazing. Yep, smelling orchids. Yum. Um, the sexiest kind of orchids. So I'm gonna say that. An hour has passed, and I'm going to do this. (gasps) 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 Yeah, back to where you were. So, yeah. Kilnash, you're actually right there um, setting up some some clay pots for uh, the axe throwers to practice on. And um, But when you turn around, 
you see that there are now orchid blossoms kind of flowing out of these uh, kind of flooded escape tunnels. Um, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> And definitely, um, like, yeah, uh, or any orcs who are now noticing this are definitely, like, at this point, they're like, what the fuck's going on with these orchids, man? Yeah, I'm going to go grab some and, and I don't know, can I see if there's any understanding that I have further? Or I don't know how I would do that, but I want to grab some and crush them and smell them again and just kind of be trying to figure out what they are. Yeah, yeah, I mean... You're no omen scryer. Um, you're definitely struck by by the beauty of these orchid blossoms, mm-hmm. um, and that and that yeah. When you tr- again, when you try to destroy them, they actually kind of uncrumple and they kind of return to their um, their original kind of beautiful form. Um, but that's about Can I it. Try to tear them apart. Like if I tear a block, are they unterrible? Yeah, you. Um, if you were to tear one, each each half. Each piece that you've torn kind of regrows into a complete separate orchid blossom. Oh, Ooh, that's weird. Um, I think if I it is there's nobody around really except for NPC orcs, I guess. But um, I guess I would try to go find Moontooth if he's the the leader now. Sure, that sounds good to me. Uh, yeah, Moontooth. Yeah, Moontooth's still over there at the ballista. Ballista okay. flockart. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm going to call out and say Moontooth, uh, and I'm just going to be tearing them. And look at this! Look at this! Um, More Moontooth... near, near the. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Comes down and and to see. Yeah, he would just say more. More of these are near the escape tunnels. This is troubling. Uh, Moontooth thinks over what uh, Darzoom would have done because he doesn't really have a good idea of what it means to be a warrior. But he thinks that the time has come to assemble his champions and try to piece together everything that they could know because he knows he's not a smart orc, so he needs some smarter minds. Um, Kilnash, I think we need everybody. Get everyone. I'll... I'll find Zogoth. I sent him to the to find out if the Weagle thing. I don't. I don't know. You find <laughs> Salak, Duroth, uh, Grok. If you see him, I'll gather anyone I see by the okay. boar pens, and we'll meet at the watchtower. So okay, uh, head over this way. Um, um, I don't know which which one you want to resolve first, Adam. Um. Yeah, you head that way. Um, Kilnash and Duroth, you're over here. Um, Salak, are you? What are you? What are you up to? Um, well, I was I was keeping an eye out for Moontooth uh, to be done with the ballista so that I could. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, you, you, you know, introduce the elf. But but it, it's fine. I mean, I I, I could have missed. That. Yeah, no, I yeah, I think you fine. missed him. Moontooth was like okay. was 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 out of there. So you're coming out to kind of try to see if you can find Moontooth to talk about the uh, the elf. Um, but immediately Kilnash and Duroth are like, you know, they're, they're getting you and they're saying we have to go over to the, the escape tunnels. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So- 
Um, and Moontooth, yeah, you and come just, over. Oh, sorry, yeah, Katie, what? Yeah, what's no, up? it's okay. I, I was just saying that I, I would be tearing them in front of them to show them yeah. what's going on. Yeah, you're still tearing them, and they're still kind of like regenerating into into full orchid blossoms. Um, hey, free orchid. <laughs> Sorry, orchids. Make a nice profit. And Moontooth, you're coming over, and Zogoth and Groth, um, I imagine that you are you've both finished. <laughs> it has been an hour. Yeah. So maybe so so I say that Moontooth, you walk over and you you you're walk you as you're walking over, you see Zogoth and Grok coming out of the Weagle shed. Um I don't know. Grok. Grok that that's it. That's it. Uh, 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 yes, just that that was it. That it was great. What what? What what's yeah, going on no. here? What? That was it. What, uh, that was nothing? It. Nothing. Crock, what? Why do you Grok. smell like essential oils now? Crock? Zogoth, what? This is, Grok. by the way, ex- Extremely hard as he's realizing what's happened. So it's ext- I don't know. It's extremely what? Heartbreaking. Oh yeah. I mean, like Grok and Zogoth. Like this is as heartbreaking as it could get. I don't know if we want to like call this like betrayal, but I'm kind of feeling like it might be. Oh too yeah, too. you're you're really um, distracted by that, and you do feel betrayed. So go ahead and roll a d6, and we'll add. Is it- D6 plus marks? I don't know. Yeah, so you roll so you roll a D6 and what however many marks Zogoth and Grok have on you total, we'll okay. add that to three. Okay. So Grok has two marks on you, and Zogoth one. has one. So three plus three. You lose six hope at, at seeing them come out of of uh, the shed like this. Okay. And um yeah, by this point, Salak and Kilnash and Duroth have come over and they have everybody's assembled and um and Moontooth um you know did Falk bring the order I, I still had a speech Grok I'm, I'm in the middle of talking <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah what <laughs> the, that was it <laughs> wait is <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Grok, what? that's it. Well, what is it? The reason the wolf and the eagle, they didn't get together because they didn't know how. <laughs> Grok. <laughs> Grok, we showed them. We showed them. <laughs> are you, are you saying this in front of everyone? I, I imagine that you've pulled, you've pulled Grok aside, Zogoth. Yeah, like... As Moontooth is coming up to them. I totally, yeah. I love it. Grok, that's it. We showed him how. That's going to work now. Yeah, it's maybe. It's going to be a weagle. Yeah. Grok is so freaked out because everybody's coming up and they've all got this accusing look in their eye. Oh, Moontooth <laughs> so looks Grok devastated and it is obvious to Grok, too. Grok, we could inv- we could invite them in. Uh, more demonstrations might... Prove oh. more effective for the Weagle. Uh, actually, so so Grok <laughs> is like he pulls his tube socks, which are now kind of loose and baggy, a little further up his ankles. 
we we could. Uh, as long as it's not Moontooth, Duroth, or Solok. <laughs> I I agree, not Solok. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Solok. <laughs> I hate that guy and his stupid catchphrase. And his stupid abs and his hot, sexy anvil. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so, so, so in the middle of this, everybody has assembled and, um, Moontooth, everybody's kind of clearing the throats, yeah. waiting for everybody to come over. Um, Moontooth, you, you, you said that, um, you know, that you were wondering what, or that you try to like, think of what Durzum would have done in this situation. Mm-hmm. And in this moment, like, it does strike you that, um, that Durzum was the type of warlord who would often, like, at a, at a pivotal decision point, he would kind of send everybody away to just do their jobs to let him think. Mm-hmm. And and you are, you are you in this moment, like, heartbroken by Zogoth and Grok, so it might make sense for you, like, everybody's assembled now, but you immediately, the moment, like, like in the moment you're hit, like, Durzum would send everybody away. Um, and Salak is, like, maybe about to... Um, like try to tell you about the elf, but I, but I think he's he might not be able to get it out. But, but that is exactly what Durzum would do. He would send everybody away so he could be alone, um, and think. Okay, so I don't I don't know that Moon necessarily send everyone away. I think what Moontooth would do because I don't at this point I honestly Durzum not on Moontooth's mind anymore. Like this is this is this has crushed that um okay. yeah. instead i think is going to um just kind of gesture at the orchids kind of half-heartedly and say like i don't know maybe you guys can figure it out and then he's gonna walk away okay um, and he's gonna go back up onto the gate and just like like look out into the where the elvish hordes are and and he's 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 deep in thought but yeah. it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. perfect perfect <clears throat> So yeah, everybody else, you've your warlord has gestured to these uh, orchid blossoms coming out of the flooded escape tunnels. Um, you could look inside of them if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> what a tone of voice! <laughs> yeah, sure, I will. All right. Hey. Yeah, this is what you see. Ah! Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Um, but yeah, you... I think that's explicit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just broke Twitch's guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to hear that again, but it actually kind of works. Sure, why not? It works. So yeah, you're all assembled there. I don't know if anybody wants to... Uh, say anything or how you'd react to uh, these orchid blossoms. Legal. So, just from the image, there's they're still flooded though, right? Or... Yeah, they are, they're, 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 um, flooded, but it almost seems like, 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 you, like, the orchids smell like water, but you actually don't like see any water you just see orchids kind of just flowing up as if like the orchids had taken the place of the water it's really strange wow that is strange 
Um, it looks like Duroth has has walked away. Yeah, Duroth is following after Moontooth at a at a respectful distance. Great. Um, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna take this moment to uh, to have an event happen, and we're we are reaching the end here, so I'm not even gonna roll for it. This event happens. I need to grab. Ushug and Carol. Oh, I hate Carol. <laughs> Just Carol? <laughs> I love Ushug. Yeah. It's cool. Um, so, Moontooth, yeah, as you um, walked away from everybody um, and walked up to the gate, <clears throat> and um, all the other, like, all the other orcs in the fortress um, are gone. Like, they're, they're down looking at the, 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 the orchid blossoms of everybody else. Um, but as you're walking up, you do see Carol and Ushug, um, actually kind of like opening the gate a little bit and they are hooded. And again, this is night, it's dark. Um, and you see these two hooded and cloaked figures, um, trying to actually sneak out the gate. Um, and you can tell that they're, that they're Ushug and Carol, the gate guards. Um, you can either confront them or you can ignore them and let them go. It's up to you. Um, I will confront them. Hey, hey, Ushug, Carol, what, what are you doing? Where, where are you going? Yeah, so you, 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 you grunt that at them and they turn around and, and they raise their hoods and they're averting their eyes. And it definitely seems like they, they, they feel like they've been caught doing something wrong, um, doing something bad. And Urshug says, uh, look, we, look, Moontooth, we just want to leave. You know, Fortress Log will fall, if not to the elves, then to these damn orchids. And, uh, and Carol says, yeah, we don't want to die. We have each other to live for. Stupid Carol. Um, Moontooth. He's just so he's so sad right now. Um, he kind of like tears up a little. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, I hope, I hope you make it out and find find somewhere safe. Just keep your heads down. Yeah. Um, oh. that's really sweet. And 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 Urshug actually says. Um, thank you, uh, Moontooth. We were going to try to make it through the escape tunnels, but they seem to be flooded with orchid blossoms and everybody's down there, um, which the GM didn't expect to happen. So we're, (laughs) so so let's, so let's improvise. Um, could you, like, we're, we've got to get out the main gate, but, uh, could you help us around the fortress and down over the river and into the the the, the wilderness down there because we're not really good at the wilderness, but you are. <gasps> yeah. Uh, um. He he like holds on to the medallion, the the, the talisman. Uh. Just. Yeah. One one minute. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just just wait one minute. 
and um, he turns to, to go. I don't know if he's going to like bump into Dura on the way, but his intention is to find Zogal. Um, I'm going to say Duroth. You don't see Duroth. Duroth is, was maintaining a respectful distance. Um, okay. And he's kind of aside. You don't actually spot him right now. Okay. Uh, so Moontooth finds Zogoth. I don't know what Zogoth was up to. Just staring at some orchid blossoms and okay. saying, murmuring um, to himself that he hates Carol, but you don't have no idea. About it. <laughs> um, and he I, I, takes. He's also trying to like get people back on board with the Weagle. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Absolutely he, gonna work now. Yeah, he what takes do, the. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't. Uh, listen, listen. Uh, no, me nope. first. I'm okay. warlord. Me first. <laughs> okay, you first. Thanks. Um, I, and he takes off the talisman and he puts it in Zogoth's hand and he kind of lets the touch link. Um, and he pats his hand a couple times and takes a deep breath and says, if it has to be Weagles, <laughs> I guess that's all you ever cared about to begin with, but good luck. And, and he starts to moon too. It's fine. I. It's it's obviously. It was never me. It just keeps walking. Um, yeah. Does it? Does it look like Moontooth is like walking somewhere specific, or just away? Um, he's definitely heading back towards the gates where he left Carol and Ursturg. Uh, I would say he definitely gives the impression that he wants to be alone, though. <clears throat> Hint, okay. hint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Narratively speaking, of course. Yeah. And also, like, I think everybody is still, like, poking at these orchid blossoms, maybe, and maybe murmuring to themselves about what it could mean. Maybe coming up with, like, theories. Um, if orcs have theories, I don't know if they do. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, Moontooth, you um, head back to Ushug and Carol, and if you want to help them to the wilderness, go ahead and give me a roll with power. Oh, did it roll? Did it do it? Um, did it go? I don't see anything. It might uh, just be taking its time. That happens sometimes. There we go. There we go. There it is. Okay. Uh, I did get a partial success. I also sure. a one on black, so my secret yeah. is somehow. Re- but I feel like that was pretty obvious. No. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um. And and will you and tell me just so I know. Um, this is kind of cheating, but I do need to know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to whisper to you. Okay. Um, sorry, everybody. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Yeah, this is the one who hooked up with my one true love. Oh. <laughs> Um, how do I respond privately? Um, Sorry. Slash W. Uh huh. Space GM. Okay. What are they typing? I'll never know. (laughs) Perfect. Um, so yeah, so you, um, you're heading back and. As you're heading back, Duroth does um, 
Duroth, I imagine maybe you step out. Like, so basically, Duroth, you mm-hmm. you have seen, you've been watching this. You've yeah. seen Oshog and Carol trying mm-hmm. to sneak out. You've seen Moontooth kind of stop them. Um, yeah. And so basically, what I'll say is, um, yeah, Moontooth's secret has shown to you. You do take mm-hmm. a mark on Moontooth. And if you would like to confront Moontooth at this point, you can. But you do not have to. Okay. Um, I think Duroth, he's kind of like in the shadows. Like he's hiding like in the shadow of the wall. He watched Moontooth go and then come back. And um, if anybody's watching, which no one is, uh, he kind of takes a... A st- he like takes like a half step out as Moontooth is starting to get close, and then uh, he just kind of steps back and, and lets Moontooth pass. So Moontooth doesn't see you. Correct. Very good. All right. Yeah. He is. If, if they're heading towards the gate, which he's aware of, they're they're escaping. He's then going to once Moontooth is safely passed, going to go up to the wall to watch them. Okay. Yeah, you watch from the from the northern parapet. Um, <clears throat> Moontooth. Is it, is it too depressing to say that my partial success here is like, in order to get Carol and Ushurg to freedom, like Moontooth like dies in battle, which is all he ever wanted to be with? Is that um, too depressing? Not at all. <laughs> Not okay. at all. If, like they they like run into some elves like in a scouting group and like this is like Moontooth's chance to shine in battle and help his friends make it to happiness. Yeah, yeah. Why don't yeah, why don't you since again I had some stuff with the tunnels planned out, so why don't you narrate what happens here? Oh, okay. Well I mean to, that would I essentially love it. be it. <clears throat> like we're sneaking out like Moon knows passages and things scout for time he knows where his scouts would be at this hour so yep. he knows where to avoid um being picked up by even the orc scouts but that means that they bump into um some elvish scouts uh, uh that yeah somewhere around one of the camps and uh <clears throat> one of the elves goes for a horn to alert like the nearby camps that like orcs are sneaking by and Moontooth. uh yells for the the other orcs to run for it and he tackles the elves ground and takes a couple of them out before he himself is taken down. Oh, oh man, that's so incredible. Yeah, you make the ultimate sacrifice. Um Ushug and Carol um you know they 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 watch for just a split second as you as you do this for them and they and they run off. Um, and Moontooth, as you are, yeah, like you said, you are able to take out a few of the of the elves, and uh, you're able to create enough of a distraction that Ushug and Carol do get away. Um, and yeah, what is what is the last thing that goes through your mind as an elf just plunges a uh, a sword into your into your heart? Um, I think it's Brock. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Um, Moontooth has died, and 
nobody necessarily knows that that's happened, but... Um, I think, well, Duroth knows, knows that I left, yes. so at least Duroth would take the, yes. the D8 of hope. And Oh, God, <laughs> I had a lot of, I did have a lot of marks in Duroth, too. He would take extra. Yeah, so Duroth, um, you go ahead. Mm-hmm. And Duroth, would you tell anybody that Moontooth has left? No. Zogoth, do you think you would have gathered from your last interaction with him that he's left? Zogoth, Andy. Oh, so like when he handed you the the warlord's uh, uh, talisman, would you have gotten any? Would you have picked up on that 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 Moontooth was leaving, or would you just be confused? No, I think I think at this point the only reason Moontooth would have given this up is not necessarily out of respect for Zogoth, but because yeah, uh, he's gone for good. Yeah. So Zogoth and Duroth, you both. Uh, roll a d8 because a character has left. So we'll see how much hope you lose. I have three marks on uh, Duroth and one. And one mark on Zogoth? Yes. So Zogoth, you lose eight hope. Yeah. Ouch. Is that. Are you now down to seven? Yeah. Okay. And Duroth, you lose nine hope, I think. So you uh, rolled a six. Down to six. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't feel great. Doesn't feel great. No. Um, that could not have gone any better, though. Thank you, Elise. <laughs> Sorry, like, it kind of got a little... <laughs> oh, no. It honestly worked perfectly better than I even had planned. Um, okay. An hour passes or the rest of the hour passes. And now uh, this has happened. Whoa! Oh my God. Whoa, dear. More kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> more kids. Take away hope from that. <laughs> from everybody else. And I, I'm going to roll a d4. Hey, not a one. So that's a three. Um, at this point, I think six hours have passed. So three plus six is nine, plus... The number of you who weren't defending the fortress, which is, uh... Honestly, everybody got distracted. Yeah, everybody. So, plus six, basically. Um, well, no, you know what? I'm gonna count that Moontooth was defending um, Urshug and um, and Carol. So, nine plus five is fourteen. And... This, that, and uh, something terrible happens. Oh no. You all hear a, a sickening thud, and you look over to see that an orc corpse has just fallen out of the sky and hit the ground right by the watchtower, right here where I'm pinging. And you look up, what? and you see 
another body of a dead orc being flung over the wall into the fortress. And it crashes into uh, one of the boar pens. And uh, then another corpse is flung over, and another, and another. And it's pretty gruesome, all these corpses going splat against uh, various parts of the fortress. Um, and you don't think you knew any of these orcs, so they're technically unnamed. Okay. Um, but actually, um, yeah, I can't help it. I was going to say... No, the yeah. last <laughs> just when you think no. that just when you think no. just when you think they're done, um, the sl- the the body of Moontooth um, comes flinging. It's been flung over the the wall of the fortress. Um, a wound gaping in his chest, and he's and he's and he's dead. And his corpse falls right in front of right between Grok and Zogoth. Um, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and it just hits the ground and everybody needs to <laughs> roll a d8 uh because a character has died and now you all know i will i will let duroth and zogoth not roll because yeah. you already rolled for yeah. bluetooth okay. leaving yeah and what marks does moontooth have uh, those were i i think the that I had oh. yeah no other marks sweet so you so Grok you lose five hope Kilnash you lose seven hope um and Salak you lose two hope how's everybody doing on hope thirteen three <laughs> I also I also have thirteen all right. What would everybody like to do? <laughs> so immediately, Grok is going to fall to his knees, sobbing, and uh, just, you know, fling himself over the corpse of Moontooth and say, No, brother, I. This is my fault. And he's just going to break down completely. Grok. Grok, stand up. That's not what Moontooth would have wanted. And really nastily, he's going to wheel around and say to Zogoth, how would you know what he wanted? You All you care about is weagles. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but it's, that's, it's what's going to get us out of here, Grok. Listen, and- everyone, I'm, I'm the warlord now. Listen to me. I know none of you believe me. I know none of you necessarily even think this is natural. And it's not. But a lot of weird stuff's been happening. You've been feeling it, haven't you? Something in the air makes us closer to one another. Yeah? Well, listen. I believe Grok and I have solved the problem with the Weagle. And the next time we open the door, we're going to see... A majestic flying beast. Um, trust, me, trust me on this. I'm going to take this moment um, to say that because I forgot to describe this uh, this latest iteration of the orchids, the orchid blossoms. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. what I'll say is that actually, yeah. So I'm going to read this now, and you just retroactively put it in like this happened right before the the uh bodies were flung over um 
that the the orchid blossom, you know, had gotten dramatically worse. They have just kept coming and coming, seemingly from nowhere, almost out of the ground itself. Um, maybe maybe from the water sources in the fortress, but if they have, you haven't been able to tell for sure. But definitely at this point, um, as you're, <clears throat> you know, grieving these 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 orcs and grieving Moontooth especially. Um, the, the orchid blossoms, like the entire ground of the fortress is now covered with them. Um, in some places, there are whole piles of orchid blossoms burying parts of the fortress. And you do notice um, that um, the orchid blossoms seem to be kind of piling up, especially over the corpse of, of Moontooth. Um, and yeah, to move around now, if you wanted to move somewhere, you might have to wade through these orchid blossoms that sometimes go as high as your waist, even. That's how fast they're kind of coming. Um, yeah, so Zogoth, are you, you, did you say you wanted to go check out the Weagle again? Uh, I just said next time we do it. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm going to be full of faith. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah, why as it's as you're talking about um the Weagle and, and feeling like this is it, like this is we we showed them. That is when the orchid blossoms, you see them kind of just like re, like grow and like multiply over the corpse of Moontooth and um you don't see Moontooth's body anymore. What would everybody else like to do? So I would like to, after the the corpses and then also seeing Moontooth from afar, uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, kind of very angrily um, make my way back to the forge where I left the elf. Um, and my intention, uh, because in my mind, I think this is the elves. And so I'm going to grab the elf and I'm going to bring him to the catapult. And I'm going to, uh, <laughs> to, to give the elves a taste of their own medicine at this point is what I'm doing. Okay. That is cold. Um, yeah, the elf um, will be kind of, once he realizes what you're doing, well, at first, I mean, he sees all the orchids and he's like, Look, look, uh, orc, listen, I, I don't know where these orcs are coming from. They're clearly some kind of magic that's beyond even beyond even us. But but look, it's it's blowing my mind that, that you have these here. And uh, you don't know anything about what's happening. Are you sure? And this is as you're carrying him. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, I know about what's happening right now. What, I don't care about the I don't care about these orchids. I care about the bodies of my compatriots, my brothers. Oh, oh, um, and he doesn't see any bodies actually. They've all now been covered by orchid blossoms, so he's kind of confused. And now he, you're putting him in the catapult, and and he's like, "Wait, wait, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll make out with you." <laughs> if, if you don't, if you don't catapult me, I'll, 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 I'll even go to maybe second base. <laughs> so, uh, so at this point, I, you know, I've, I've, I've secured him, and then I'll, be, and then I'm gonna just say, 
You should have struck while the iron was hot. <laughs> 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 and you and then, I'm gonna, and then i'm gonna you know pull the pull the lever and yeah and send him and as he's uh being flung up over the wall he yells out but i give great hands <laughs> and he's gone um that was that was perfect what is everybody else Zogoth would try to run slash wade his through way through the the orchids. Uh, Salak, oh, there's there's not there's not any more elves to fling at him. That that that's the way of the past, the way of the future. The only way for Slog to get out of this, it's love, brother. It's love. What you think about that? <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know what you mean. I you know I I don't know. Felt it. I mean, he... felt it. you felt it all night, haven't you? There's something pulling each other together. It's an odd force. Something I wasn't expecting. But it's here. It's all around you, literally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I've been feeling a lot of feelings yes so go into that weagle shed and <laughs> fuck someone <laughs> that is a command from your warlord <laughs> uh, d- uh, uh, just anyone or uh, I mean, yeah yeah that's I mean with consent and everything sure yeah <laughs> right right sure. uh, <laughs> oh, we're not monsters, right? <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, yes, yes, sir. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that, I mean, I'll just kind of, you know, see where everybody else is doing. While yeah, I mean, Kilnash, to... Kilnash is right there, and uh, you do recall kind of the. The thing that you that you had found, and there is something about Kilnash that has always, uh, I don't know, struck you as, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'd take this opportunity, this opportunity to like give Kilnash the the axes that I made, like the the special ones. Um, finally, that we have this moment, so you know, maybe I'll I'd produce them and uh, be like, oh, uh, I mean, separate from from our warlord's uh, call to action. I just uh, wanted to give you these uh, that I've, I've been working on for a while and uh, just uh, hope you like them. And, uh, in, in, and you see that like, that like uh, part of the, um, like part of the ax like has like a mosaic uh, pattern uh, <gasps> on the blades, like what? on the side of the blades. That, like not necessarily clay, but you know, kind of you know, etched into the side of the thing, uh, in some way. Oh boy, a Salak, no Salak, give me a roll with power. Um, and actually, do you have any marks on Kilnash? Do I you, don't know. Let me see. Or more marks? Yeah, Kilnash doesn't have any marks on you. You have 
Um, I have one on. One I have one on kill. So you are going to roll with power and then roll an additional d6. Because not only is your role as, as weaponsmith involved in what you just did, but you also do have a mark on Kilnash. So you get to do a okay. roll with power. And um, yeah, you don't even need the additional d6. Like this is a successful makeout attempt is how I'm reading the situation. <laughs> um, so Kilnosh, regardless of your feelings about Salak, um, this moment um, moves you. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that I'm completely surprised because what I thought about him, yeah. Um, he's going to say, <clears throat> he's he's going to be at a loss for words at first and just, you know, open mouth and be like, I didn't know that you could make something like this. This is amazing. Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I didn't know I could either, but uh, when I saw your art, it, it inspired me and I, uh, you know, I just went with it. Can I... Uh, just kind of push forward and like side eye to our commander, but then just push forward and touch his manly chest. Yeah. Yep. And Zogoth is seeing this and he's like, like, I imagine Andy, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're grinning and you're kind of just, you're, you're like head shaking your head toward the toward the Weagle shed, yeah? Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. save it for the shed. <laughs> <laughs> Get a Weagle shed, you two. <laughs> so you guys uh, go into the Weagle shed. Um, and when you go in, um, yeah, the, the, the eagle is now perched, um, a bit closer to the wolf. Um, he's not in the Rocket. corner anymore, but he is kind of, he's <laughs> along the edge of the wall and Rocket. just halfway closer to the where to where the wolf is. Um, and yeah, if you two would like to um, to get it on, then I will go ahead and... Yeah. Um, quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you hear it? Yeah, we hear it. was a false start there. Um, so, so yeah, the two of you, um, well, that's going on. I walk up to Duroth and I say, brother, we've had our differences. Go to them. (laughs) Go to them now. You know you want to. It's not too late. Duroth, do you want to join Salak and Kilnash? Or or wait, so what are you suggesting, Zogoth? Yeah, that he'd join. Yeah, Duroth, would you want to, or it's up to you? Uh Duroth would not want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um Don't let this thing between you and me stand in the way of what you want. Zogoth, you're always been a little full of yourself. It doesn't have anything to do with you. No. Oh. Um, and he uh, he turns to to Gronk, Grok, 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 and he says, Grok, I I need to know, does 
Does Zogoth... Does does he make does he make you happy? Uh, Grok will sort of look up at his uh, his Omen Squire master, eyes full of admiration, and say, "Yes, he does, but he'll never be the Omen Squire you are, Zogoth." I hope you understand, too, that I can love you both. And he'll take both of their hands yes. and sort of... <laughs> yeah. And he'll take both of their hands and sort of look at them expectantly, like, we, we can make this work, right? Uh, Duroth will, will turn to, to look at Zogoth, and he'll just, just give a slow, solemn... Oh, you cut out there for a slow, solemn what? Nod. Nod. Gotcha. So, um... And then uh, he'll reach out slowly, and with, with, like, the complete opposite of the firm shove push, he just gently places his finger upon your... (laughs) (laughs) On Zodan's nipple? Yes. Well, that does it. So the three of you are going to get it on? I think so. You oh, go, yeah. you go, oh, yeah. do you go yes. into the Weagle shed? I yes, don't think Zolgoth would have it any other way. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be the Weagle. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you go in there and, uh,. <laughs> so you are all, you all stripped naked and uh you approach each other and um for the rest of the hour your bodies make heat and they make love um whatever had held you apart whatever had restrained your your bodies and your hearts up to this point is gone your eyes find eyes hands find flesh and you feel the sheer improbable weight of each other as your bodies become one and for a short time, your bodies, in addition to making heat and making love, they make sense of the, the grimness and the emptiness of life itself. <laughs> so an hour has passed. I'm going to roll a d4. Another All right, back to one. That's better. <laughs> what is with this? Yeah, so roll 20 is weird. Um, but so that's a one plus the number of hours that have passed, which I think is seven now. So that's eight plus um, six of you. Or yeah, I'm gonna we didn't at all. Keep with six. Mootooth didn't defend because he's dead. Um, oh. So that's Dang. 14, <laughs> but that already happened. So I'm moving to 15. And... Um, no. <laughs> Is that the right audio you wanted? No, it was not. Again? It was not. Things are messing up. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, the hour passes, and at the turn of the hour, something terrible happens. You all hear a huge crash. 
And it doesn't take long for you to realize that the enemies are now right outside the fortress and they are smashing the gate apart. Um, I'm actually going to make the executive decision that because you are all smashing each other apart, you do not <laughs> <laughs> you do not hear the gate being smashed apart. Yeah. Regardless, yeah. Um, you do all roll a d6 to determine how much hope you lose because that is a resource being lost. Oh no. But everybody made out so I get Oh that's right we do we need to do that first I think. We need cuz I'm going to die. Well let's well let's we'll, we'll we'll basically do the math and then see where you end up. Okay. Oh okay. Whew. I've got negatives. So who so where where does everybody land? So oh and and to to so you all successfully made out. So now so write down um how much hope you lost and basically yeah. add or subtract a D three roll. Um, oh, this gets so complicated because you recover hope equal to D3 plus the sum of the marks that you have on each other. So, oh, yeah. so have, Zogoth was with... I have five marks on people. But but only, it should only be, so Kilnash and Salak, whatever marks you have on each other, you recover a D3 plus that number. And Zogoth, Duroth, and Grok... Okay. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. So I think I'm still no negative. I have two, and Grok, I have zero. Okay. I have one against Zogoth. So add up um, total how much Grok, Duroth, and Zogoth have on each other, like all the ways. shared marks in yeah. that. Uh, encounter. So I I've got two marks against Duroth and uh and one against one mark against Zogoth. So that's Yeah, and I have two. So three two plus two Grok. plus one. So yeah. six. Six. So one D three plus six. Right. So you recover nine. So are you all fine? Yeah, yeah. nineteen. Um Salak and Kilnash, how are you doing? I have negative one. So Kilnash has made out with Salak, and it was bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> this is why nobody really wants to be with Salak. Um, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, well, no, so, like, we could, we could narrate it differently. So, I mean, basically, you do run out of hope, but all that, all that that means is that you either leave the fortress now or you will end up dying in the next hour basically so Kilnash you after making love to Salak in this room full of orcs making love you are you are overcome with the, the need to either leave the fortress or resign yourself to your death and whether that means leaving alone or trying to like see if somebody wants to leave with you that is up to you but that is your situation I think I'm resigned to my death. I don't think I'm going to just leave because I, I don't think that he would do that. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, you have uh, resigned yourself to your your Kilmash. fate. Kilmash, I I know that uh I haven't been the kindest to you. Well, with uh you being so cool and all, every I mean everyone wants to throw axes. No one wants to clean up boar shit. So you get all the cool, <laughs> cool recruits coming to you, and well, they never came to me. So I'm just saying. But you're cool too. Oh, I know. I don't need you to tell me that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here to make you feel better. I'm not searching for something. I'm just saying, it's gonna be worth it because look, if we we put so much love into this room, that we're gonna close these doors, and there's gonna be a weagle on the other side of them. <laughs> Right. Trust in me. I will. Somehow. <laughs> so do you all do you all step out of the weagle shed? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you step out. Um Yeah, and uh is there any is there anything that may uh happen with uh with the animals as I'm in there and then also leaving, just throwing that out there. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, so, um, <laughs> the, the wolf and the eagle, like definitely like we're watching you and, uh, Kilnosh at first and they both were just shaking their heads. Yeah, I, I figured I, I could see their disappointing looks and that, you know, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Know, yeah. Lost, the, lost a lot of my vigor and excitement about the whole situation. Yeah, that didn't help. And and also, yeah, the wolf and the eagle are down to like two hope each. So. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um. So okay. as as you're stepping out of the Weagle Shed, um, the gates being smashed apart that you didn't hear before, um, they've been smashed open, um, and elves are pouring in to the fortress, and... Quick, quick, shut the door. Give the Weagle time. <laughs> yeah, um, they are... They're basically like pouring in and they're going wherever they can like they're just just um slaughtering any any orc that they see um they're shouting um they're going room to room like little like building to building in the fortress log wading through the orchid blossoms killing every orc they see um no. and like basically at this point yeah you can fight and you all are orc champions so like of all the orcs in the fortress you are able to like defend yourselves and fight but um but there is no real defeating them at this point what would you like to do um basically at this point um i'm gonna have everybody roll a d20 to see how much hope you lose, because they are essentially <laughs> about to take the fortress, and oh, Grok is just full of. Of all the of all the times, like a twenty. 
Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> you lose so much hope because the wolf and the eagle were so judgmental and Kilnash obviously <laughs> didn't have the best time. <laughs> yeah. How's how's everybody else doing? Did anybody else run out of hope? Nope. I, I was already in. Yeah. So now no. Salak Salak, you are faced with the same decision that Kilnash face like the the elves are pouring in slaughtering everybody and you are out of hope you can either try to escape the fortress um or you can stay and die here uh so i'm gonna i I ran over to my forge uh when i saw this was happening um and i'm going to um get uh a weapon that i uh had created uh and i'm going to uh take a moment to um uh, in the side of the, like, you know, kind of the inspiration from the weapons I made for Kilnash and everything else. I'm just going to, um, uh, on one side of the blade, I'm going to carve, uh, just very quickly, very roughly, uh, a moon. And on the other side, I'm going to put a tooth and then I'm going to run out into the like fray swinging the sword and just, you know, screaming, uh, and just you know, with with no hope that whatever, but just you know, running into into death's arms. Okay. Anybody else want to narrate anything that they'd be doing right now? So, yeah, if I could. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say if I could if I could find anybody, especially Zogoth, probably, but to tell him to to go to the shed and I'll defend it. He stays inside. You know, hope that the uh the weagle will become a weagle and he can fly out of here <laughs> just mm-hmm. in the last moment oh please yes defend it uh, i'll keep the door shut so it has time to to make itself and in the last <laughs> second i'll open it and it kill nash i promise it's gonna be a glorious I know it will. I, I, I accept you uh, uh, dying for this cost. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Uh, so um, Grok is going to um, step up uh, parallel, or I suppose uh, perpendicular, I don't know, parallel, to um, kill Nash and say, kill Nash, uh, I will go with you. Duroth, Zogoth, take the weagle out of here. And he will strip off his tube socks, light them on fire, and run out screaming, oh. hurling these flaming balls of acrid socks at whoever he can reach. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Perfect. And uh, and Duroth is, um, he's also out of hope. He's at negative four. Um, so so you, you have the, the, the option, having run out of hope, you actually could escape the fortress if you wanted to. Understood. Uh, Duroth is going to uh, also approach Zogoth, his warlord, and um, and uh, and he'll say, "You, however small, however minuscule, this this hope is that you have this this weagle that you you speak of. Uh, yeah, I it's, offer it's about five. It's about five on my hope." <laughs> if you had to put a number on it, you'd say five. Yeah, if I had to put a number on it, it'd be five. Like out of out of like twenty, you'd say yeah, like you know, like, right. <laughs> I I offer you 
my final omen, Zogoth. I will, with my last breath, read this blood for you to tell you the last step to make the Weagle be. <gasps> and uh, he's going to take his... Um... You'll lost take it. his uh, take his what? Fucking push to touch. Yes. Is that what you've been you've been yeah, pushing? I had to hold up my thumb. Yeah. He's gonna take his his thumbnail, his super pointy thumbnail, and rather than gouge it into his scarred, wounded oh. arm once again, uh, he's gonna say. Omen, and he's gonna plunge it into his stomach and rip across from <gasps> left to right. Amazing. Uh, he's gonna say omen, and he's gonna reach down and along the 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 arteries along the inside of his thighs, he's gonna slit them open. And then, <laughs> as, yeah, and then as he utters omen, the omen, final omen. omen, it gets cut off halfway as he slits his throat. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, and then he, as he's falling, he realizes that he has no way to actually read this omen as he. Grok could try to scry it. I will say that um, Grok is probably busy hurling his socks at people. All right, yeah, you're busy. So yeah, this this uh, last omen scry, Duroth, is a is a mystery. Um, mm-hmm. Zogoth might How look do I on. Complete it. How do I complete it? Um, you're asking yourself that, Zogoth, and um, but before it, am I going to have to try to read the omen? No, I don't. I'm not. There's no okay. time for that because um, <laughs> because basically the the doom that you've all been expecting has arrived. Um, more of your elvish enemies rush through the fortress, um, killing killing everybody and now coming up and even you all the orc champions are are outnumbered and I'll do this one more time just the start just the start of it it becomes finally and utterly clear um, the orc fortress slog has fallen into enemy hands just in time, it seems, for the fortress and anyone inside of it to fall into some other very different hands. <gasps> what? So for any orcs still in the fortress, and that includes Kilnash, Zogoth, and Grok, you're still there, and you're each respectively killed by by elves. And as your eyes close for the final time, you see something very peculiar. You see a thousand orchid blossoms. No, two thousand, three thousand, now four thousand five rise up from the ground in enormous tidal waves and crash down on everyone in the fortress. Everyone, elf and orc alike, is consumed by the orchids and pulled into a deadly flowery abyss. And any orc 
who's around to see this, including the three of you, even as you yourselves are consumed, you take one final pleasure in seeing these elvish scum look shocked and helpless as they're devoured by these absolutely unstoppable flowery waves. And any orcs who might have escaped, which is none of you, but Urshug and Carol, they do turn back, and they see something peculiar from a distance also. What they see is the birth of a mountain, a majestic purple and pink mountain of orchid blossoms. The earth rumbles and quakes for miles as this enormous sloping meadow just solidifies and congeals out of nowhere over top of the fortress log. And then... The rumbling and the quaking stop, and everything for miles is still. Adam, uh, what a, yeah, what yeah, about? no, I, I know. <laughs> Adam, Adam, what, a, what about? Two years later. Only a short while after this war has ended, and an unsteady but newfound peace has been forged between all the inhabitants of this land, two orcs, both women holding hands, return to this mountain. And upon climbing it, they see here and there bits of stone parapet sticking out of the ground, remnants of a life they once lived, a life that they are glad to have left behind. And as they descend the other side of the mountain, to their astonishment, they find a very, very old orc in tattered robes, still descending, <laughs> still taking his time, moving at his own pace, because that is all anyone can do. And perched on this old man's shoulder is a weagle. A wolf-eagle hybrid. And this old man and this weagle are friends. And as Ushug and Carol join them for a time, they, they all four of them, because the weagle also speaks orcish, I guess. <laughs> and they, they share memories and they all learn from, from uh, Tajug learn from him and and then Ushug and Carol before giving him stern nods they leave for more adventures of their own a thousand years after that the fortress slog would be little more than a distant memory completely forgotten by most who travel these lands in its place would be a meadow upon a worn down hill a meadow that according to many a traveler from far and wide would seem to have an almost magical effect on all who found their way to it. Perhaps a tiefling, desert-bound and traveling alone, would notice that he felt something strange while passing through the meadow, a distinct, if fleeting awareness that no matter what he might have done in the past, what matters now is what he does with the present. Perhaps a Goliath, also alone, would find solace after climbing this lone peak. The mountain flowers would remind her of home, and sad but rejuvenated, she would leave with a desire to find a new family, as well as perhaps new friends to fight. An elf would find the meadow too, perhaps, 
And being a druid, perhaps he would become curious and speak to the Orchid Blossoms and hear one hell of a story. And perhaps some years after all of that, an old traveling halfling would return to his lover and tell him of his journey, of how at his lowest point, at his most downtrodden and alone and filled with a desire to be anyone else at all, how he had climbed this hill and come across this peculiar meadow, and how the distinct scent of the flowers somehow reminded him that all he could ever be was himself, and that that wasn't a limitation. It was, in fact, his triumph. That, indeed, the most important triumph anyone in this great wide world could have was pride in being and honoring and celebrating themselves. That concludes tonight's game of Big Gay Orcs. If you enjoyed this, please follow us here on Twitch, where we are Simply Helpful Goat, or subscribe to us on YouTube at Helpful Goat Gaming. We are a small independent game design firm and could really use the support. If you'd like to know more about us, our streams, our company, or our upcoming projects, you can visit HelpfulGoat.com, follow us on Twitter at Helpful Goat, or check out our Facebook page at Helpful Goat. Thank you to everyone who played tonight. Oh my god! Um, yes. you... Cheers for Adam! <laughs> yeah, yeah, three cheers oh for god. Adam. Uh, <laughs> orcish cheers. Do orcish cheers. Thank you. You made my first GMing experience an absolute dream. Really appreciate it. And uh, thank you also to everyone who tuned in and, and who listened. I really, really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, from all of us at Helpful Goat Gaming, we wish you an excellent and pride-filled evening. Good night. Good night. Good evening. This has been Helpful Goat Presents, a games and gaming podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our main podcast feed, Goats and Dragons, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Season 2 of our first D&D campaign, The Fates of Rin, premieres on Monday, September 30th. Until then, you can catch up on Season 1 in the Goats and Dragons podcast feed. Or tune into this feed next week as we begin releasing our Waterdeep Dragon Heist campaign. And if you like what you hear, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or Stitcher. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.